0: back and uh it is a friday night in the taylor park we're uh getting ready to start rolling on episode i think what are we at uh 80. dale jr 88 so uh we're uh full force yeah. with uh, every seat at the table occupied and we're actually going to for our second episode of 2023 we're bringing it fucking hard this year yep um yeah. All the way from Colorado, uh, somebody that you have not heard from on our program since pre-COVID summer of 2019. Ooh. Summer of love. The summer of love. <laughs> the summer of actually being able to breathe without a mask for the last time for a while. Hey, we nice. are bringing in Will Rice. Will, are you with us? I am. Thanks
1: for, uh, thanks for
0: having me. Hey, Will. Um we're glad to have you on, um, anybody that's been listening to the show for a while is probably just perking up going, holy shit, if they're talking to Will Rice, <laughs> something is going on down the path.
1: That's right, that's exactly right, we're, uh, we're pretty stoked, we are, uh, we just released Down the Path Season 3, the trailer, um, uh, which is a, uh, a new season, it's a new story, um. New story for the podcast but it might be familiar to uh some anglers out there and uh we're really uh really happy about it once again it's uh it's being supported by the fly fish journal so in addition to having the uh the trailer that's out there on apple music and stitcher uh, there's also a digital article if you want to go out and check out uh, the fly fish journal.com there's a link right on their uh their homepage, and you can uh check it out and start to learn a little bit more of uh uh, about uh
0: season three. Yeah, and uh if you're listening to the podcast, um those links are live now. Um I know I got uh an alert through Apple Podcast mm-hmm. today that the uh teaser was available. Um and then uh visit Flyfish Journal for the digital article and that'll get you primed ready and itching for next friday because uh <laughs> next friday you're going to drop uh the new season and you know w- we often here at taylor trash take uh, credit for any and everything we can in the uh fly fishing <laughs> industry um you know howler brothers uh, owes me a debt of gratitude for uh naming their feed store style um trucker hat and uh Likewise, uh, you took our advice, and you're not going to slowly put the new episodes out every two weeks like (laughs) in the past, and you're going to allow everybody to binge listen to season three, and uh, we're just saying thank you uh, for listening to us, and of course, allowing everybody in the fly fishing world to thank us for influencing (laughs) you to do that.
2: The Netflix model is always best.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: We're uh, yeah, we're excited. It's you know, it's a little bit different for us from a production standpoint to uh, to write it all and record it all and edit it all. But we're uh, we're excited how how it's come out so far, and uh, yeah, we're excited for next Friday when, like you mentioned, all uh, all six episodes will drop uh, at one time, and you can listen right through it. All
0: right. Well, you know, there's probably one or two people that uh, are listening to our podcast that. Mm-hmm. Uh, somehow some way uh may, maybe they're uh new um covid fly anglers you know because mm-hmm. it was the second river runs through it yes. and uh they weren't here in 2019 so they're saying down the path what the hell is that so will why don't you take us through what season one well first you know kind of give an overview of what the down the path series is and and you know how it basically chronicles these mysteries, and then um, tell us about season one, season two, and then once you've done that, to kind of wet everybody's whistle that's new to Down the Path, let's get into season three.
1: Yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah. so So Down the Path, I started working on Down the Path back in two thousand and eighteen and and really the the whole origin of it it was uh, it was originally supposed to be a long form article. I wanted to go back and look at a uh, a story that I had written in two thousand and nine about the disappearance of a guy from uh, Lufkin Texas down in ac, Mexico who had disappeared and so I'd written back in in oh nine a you know, basically a news article about what happened, you know, at the time, you know, just kind of days after it had happened. And I periodically over the years, over that 10 year period, I'd gone back to see, you know, if he had ever been found or if anything had ever been found or, um, you know, any updates like that. And, and it really was, um, you know, a a cold case. And so back then I didn't have, I, I had a hard time interviewing people, um, You know, a lot of folks just didn't want to get on the phone or talk to me. Um, But 10 years later, that all changed. So a lot of the folks that I've been trying to interview uh, in 2009, now in 2018, they were very willing to talk about it um, and and try to kind of move things forward a bit. And um, so I wanted to record all those conversations. And at the same time, I was working with Jason Rolfe from the Flyfish Journal and he's got another project called Writers on the Fly and a podcast. And so kind of that idea of a long-form article but then adding this, you know, audio experience for listeners um, in a podcast format, it all kind of came together. And that was uh, that was season one of Down the Path, and, and it was about the disappearance of, of Ronald Sheepstra from Ischelac, Mexico. So, yeah, that's kind of the the origin story and, and hopefully everybody, uh, you
0: know, enjoyed it. Awesome. I know we, we certainly did. Um, you know, I think we had you on, uh, a couple of different times, uh, talking about that. And, uh, then, uh, you followed that up, um, when there was the story that broke in Belize that was the, uh, Nexus for season two. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely right. I think we actually talked about that. That was going on right when we mm-hmm. yeah. uh, had had talked in, in uh, June of, of 2019. And, you know, that was an interesting one because, you know, as that was unfolding, you know, my thought was, hey, you know, that's Amber Key is not a beat I can really cover and let the local journalists there, you know, cover the story as they do. Um, and as it kind of unfolded and, and that one, you know, really went cold as well. And I continued to go back in obviously shorter time frame, but to see if there were any arrests made or anything like that. And ultimately ended up, um, seeing some posts that, uh, Gary Swank's wife had made about her frustration with the case. So I contacted her and, um, wanted to see if she wanted to participate and, and talk about what happened. And what information she had, and what information she didn't have from local law enforcement down in Belize, and yeah, that's kind of the origin of of that one, and you know, maybe not so much of a mystery, and and really more of a of a true tragedy for both um, Gary Gary Swank and his uh, his fly fishing guide, his name was Mario Grenil, mm-hmm. um, and just kind of a, a real tra- more of a tragic story, really, than than kind a of mystery.
0: Was there ever an uh, arrest made in that in that case? Um, I know there, there was were, a person that was under suspicion um, that had kind of disappeared, like, you know, hauled ass, if I remember correctly, but I don't remember there ever being a conclusion to that with the prosecution. Yeah, there were,
1: no, there were a few people who were um, detained and, right. and later let go. And, you know, you can read about that. And, you know, we were able to get a hold of the, the actual police report um, and, and really kind of understand at least what police believed happened and who that shooter was and where that shooter ended up. Um, and, and, you know, they believed it was, uh, you know, he was deceased and, and, uh, was, um, uh, killed in another, in another country. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, that's, uh, you know, a super interesting story, the way, the way it played out and also just a, uh, you know, kind of a, something that doesn't really ever happen in fly fishing, you know, to my knowledge and just a, a a real tragedy. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, um, I think before we jump to what people should anticipate for season three, one thing that you brought up was that, um, the original idea, um, was that you were working on a long form article, um, for those of you that don't know Will's background, Will is a published writer. Um, he, his work has appeared in Flyfish Journal, Drake Magazine, among many others, um, as well as, I believe, even uh, some other periodicals that are outside of the Fly Fish space. Um, Will, what got you started writing <clears throat> and writing? Uh, you know even in our new digital world with uh Instagram and TikTok and all that there's still some folks out there that uh are like man I want to I want to you know get published in a magazine and yeah. uh you know I want to be considered a, an outdoor writer uh do you have any insight into what you might share with uh that person that that wants to start writing for and submitting articles um to, to be published?
1: Yeah, I, you know, my, my father was actually a newspaper man. He, uh, he covered um, a lot of skiing. Um, and so I kind of grew up, you know, like going to an actual, you know, newspaper office where they're still like smoking cigarettes and stars <laughs> in the office. <laughs> Uh, if you can believe that, almost so like kept, uh,
0: what was the what was the advertising uh, Madman. Men? Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a little dingier, a little dingier than uh, <laughs> than Mad at the, at the old Schenectady Gazette in upstate New York. But uh, yeah, I grew up. It was all around me, and I went to school for journalism, and I got out of school and and found it was you know. A little bit tougher to get into the newspaper game at that time with the, you know, with the, uh, that thing called the internet that just came out. So we were a, uh, in Denver, we were, uh, at one time, a two paper town. We had the Rocky Mountain News and we had the uh, Denver Post. And, uh, soon we became a one, one paper town with just the Denver Post. And I'd always loved writing. And I just, uh, you know, when I started fly fishing and traveling, I just saw kind of a unique, um, a unique niche that really wasn't getting covered and I really kind of pestered the outdoor and hook and bullet writer his name was Charlie Myers at, uh, at the Denver post at that time. And finally, I, I think I just pestered him enough. He said, fine, sent it an article. And, um, that was a really great start for me. Kind of got my foot in the door and started writing, uh, travel pieces, really travel and fly fishing pieces for the sports page. And for me, you know, that kind of, um, You know, that freelance uh, side hustle always just kind of, it felt like it it kept me sharp and something I just really enjoyed to do. And um, this actually, uh, the story about Stanley Bain that we cover in season three, it's actually the first magazine article that I ever um, had published. It was published in the Drake Magazine. I, I was super proud of that and really excited about that and it kind of uh everything kind of took off from from there. So I'll always be grateful to to, to the late Charlie Myers. Well as Tom Baez to Drake for giving me uh for giving me a shot.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> that's awesome. Um you know you actually um I, I consider you kind of a, a mentor in a way. Um you know I I Gotten in touch with you through uh, Scott Wells, I believe, and um, I've always kind of liked to put, you know, words on on paper and and try to weave a story, and, you know, I had written something and uh, submitted it and hadn't heard back, and I was like starting to have a little bit of self-doubt. And I said, "Will, you know, I respect your opinion. I know you've been published. Can you read what you know I put together?" And you looked at it and said, "Yeah, man, this is this is great." And the funny thing was, it intersected your story because it was a piece about Stanley's brother, Simon. Simon, and uh, ultimately um, that got picked up by Flyfish Journal, and uh, you know, you and I ever since have always uh stayed in touch and bounced ideas off of each other and talked about stuff so um without us you know starting to reminisce and boring everybody um Mm -hmm. let's talk about um how here we are you know a few years later um getting ready to do season three which is about the disappearance of stanley bain what has changed what brought about the uh the, the reason that we're able to uh, revisit yeah. your article, and uh, where do we go from here?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, in a similar fashion to how Down the Path started with, you know, kind of revisiting a story that I'd worked on. You know, when you work on a story like that, um, you know, especially a disappearance like that with, with no real – conclusion it you know it, for me I you know it sticks with me and, and I'll, I'll go back and I'll look every once in a while and, and I've always done that with with Stanley's story um, it all really began when I was when I was on uh, Andros Island fishing for the first time 10 years after the disappearance and had heard about it and actually fished for six days down on the south end you know I saw the grassy key camp where you know some of this all takes place and, um, you know, it was, it was a story that always stuck with me. I always wanted to go back and do something, but I really never felt that, you know, anything had, had kind of moved forward from that original article in the Drake in, the, in 2007 until I had received an email via Down the Path, the, our, our website, from someone who, you know, didn't think that I, I got the story exactly correct or I didn't really capture what was going on down on Andros and Cargo Creek Lodge at the time. And I was like, hey, okay, well, you know, tell me what I got wrong. Like, how do you know? What do you know? What were you doing down there? Um, And it turns out that the gentleman who had reached out to me was someone that, back in 2005, 2006, I had been trying to track down him and his sister because she was mentioned in the only article that was ever written about the story, as the manager of the lodge where all this took place um and i was never able to track them down um through 2005 2006 and i had everybody i did internet research um and i always felt that was a a pretty big gap and so um in 2010 this gentleman jeff shaner got in touch with me and And, we and
0: basically he he like popped up and said dude you got it wrong didn't he it was kind of like a little bit like uh you know I don't, I don't want to use the word hater, but it was like, you know, very critical of your work, which led you to say, okay, well, educate me. Right.
1: Uh, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he was, uh, you know, Jeff's a, Jeff's a great guy. He was absolutely cordial, but yeah, I mean, it was, you know, you you didn't really know what was going on down there in, in 1994 and 1995, which is absolutely true. Correct. Um, So we, we began this conversation back and forth and, you know, again, you know, no, no one really knows, you know, what, what happened, including Jeff. But the interesting thing was that he had kept an incredibly detailed journal and set of journals during that 1994 into the 1995 season. And um, over, over the COVID lockdowns, he took these books. I think he had six or seven of these journals that he would write in every night that, that really kind of outlined the, the goings-on of, of Cargo Creek Lodge and Grassy Grassy Key um, in, in granular detail that I found fascinating. So he transcribed them digitally and bound them in a book and, and sent me the book. And, you know, it was anyone who's ever fished down in, in the Bahamas or, or Andros itself um, I, I think would be completely interested to, to read some of this stuff but he uh, he agreed to go on the record and share with me what what he experienced down there with Stanley. You know, he worked directly for Stanley. Um, one of his jobs was he he maintained those boats. You know, and and the big thing that that always really really stuck with me with this story is that you know I, you know I fully understand how how a boat can go missing. You know, down in an area like that, you've got the tongue of the ocean. You're in the Bermuda Triangle. Um, but they were out with three boats with three engines, and and that always just kind of stuck with me. Like, how do three boats, um, you know, just just full full on disappear? And one of his key jobs, one of his main jobs, was maintaining um, all of those boats that that were that were involved in the uh, in the expedition. And uh, it was fascinating. And and his sister, who I had tried to uh, track down at the time and I couldn't, she agreed to go on the record and share. Um, share her experience, um, you know, kind of when it was happening and and the search efforts after and and how it kind of ended up. So I felt that those details, that that additional context and that additional backstory, um, you know, really did move the story forward in a way um, not that we're gonna solve anything. and and I'm not you know we're not trying to solve it in this podcast. That's not the purpose of it. But I think it does give, you know that that feeling of Bahamian, um, you know, culture and fly fishing culture and history um, because what he was doing down on the south end of, of South Andros Island, I mean, it's an incredible undertaking and it, it really was never documented anywhere. So in a way I, I felt um, it was important for people to uh, hear more about it.
0: That's, that's awesome. Um, I've actually spent a little bit of time on South Andros mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I actually am not familiar with uh, Grassy Key, but I'm wondering um, the road that runs north and south. Um, you can only go so far south now uh, because there's a old there, there's a bridge that's washed out, and uh, I'm wondering. If- this
1: is so much. This is so much further south than this. There was never a road. It was never accessible. Everything was barged in. Okay. They- they mixed concrete by hand um everything was on a generator yeah no this is
0: so it's way south in south andros
1: yeah this is like building a fly fishing lodge on mars
0: okay wow all right um well you know I, i think the you know the addition of um you know, the context and just, you know, getting the, the depth of flavor of, of hearing from the actual people that were there in the nineties, uh, is pretty amazing. Um, do you, would you suggest, um, prior to anybody, you know, listening to the, uh, season three, maybe, uh, Taking a moment to locate and and read your original article.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I believe it was the fall. I believe it was the fall issue of the Drake Magazine. Uh, the article is also on drakemag.com. If you just Google Drake Magazine, Will Rice, Stanley Bain, B A I N, you're going to find the article um, really quickly. Uh, but yeah, for for backstory and for you know for what we knew back in. You know, two thousand five, two thousand six, two thousand seven. That'll great give you a great foundational understanding of the of the disappearance itself, the timeline, and you know what people were talking about. Um, you know, to me when I was on the ground back then, you know, because I interviewed a number of uh, different guys, people who knew Stanley, um, as well as you know, there are excerpts from. You know, the one thing that was so interesting about this story is I, I kind of figured when I when I flew back home after that first trip to South Andros, you know, I was going to hop on the internet and find a story about this in the Nassau Guardian or maybe even one of the Miami papers, but it was never really covered. And, uh, you know, that's another thing that just kind of fascinated me that there was almost, you know, no record of this um, except for this this very niche. um, It was basically a newsletter back then um in, in ninety five and, and they had a, a couple paragraphs about it um called the angling report. But other than that Oh
0: yeah, I remember the Angling Report. Um it was a subscription yeah. that you had to buy and it yep. really was like, you know, if you were an angler that wanted to fish the like real cutting edge out there, you know, it, it was gotcha. like, you know, newly discovered places, remote lodges um and like you say it was just like kind of like news about you know where you could fish what was happening um you know what's weird to me is you know you said that you know the the nassau guardian um didn't cover it like i've traveled to like Inagua and mayaguana um and, you know, those are referred to as the family islands. They're they're really small, small populations. They're so far from Nassau that they, they don't get much coverage. They're not very, you know, publicized. The news that comes out of them is very, you know, very sparse. But, like, I would consider Andros, even South Andros, to be, you know, kind of more mainstream Bahamas. So that is shocking to me that, like, the Bahamian news didn't even give it a small blurb. That's, that's crazy.
1: Yeah. And Stanley was a well-established guy. I mean, he had a, he had a very successful business out of Nassau.
0: Yeah. And, and very I, involved in politics, right?
1: I, I don't know if he was involved with politics. I know that, you know, from, from what I've talked to people is that he definitely was connected, um, with, uh, with, you know the political infrastructure there in the Bahamas, and we, we do touch that on that in one of the later episodes in um, in in the podcast. I don't think he was necessarily a political guy, but I think he definitely um, you know w- was plugged into the the political infrastructure at the time, right? Uh, you know, including with the, you know the prime minister of the Bahamas at the time, and uh, yeah, and I you know I contacted um, a crime reporter, a beat reporter at the Nassau Guardian at the time, and you know, asked her to do me a favor and see if she, you know, maybe there was a story published, but it wasn't online and she dug through their archive for me. And there was, you know, not a, not a word written, uh, which, you know, which again, that, that one, you know, kind of spiraled me further down the rabbit hole, um, to really want to understand, you know, as much as I could, you know, what, what happened, when it happened, what were they doing, um, and, and where, where they were. And, uh, those, so those are the questions that I was trying to find out. And, you know, my goal for the podcast is really, you know, again, not to solve this thing, um, because, you know, I, I do believe with, with time and, and what happened, it's, it's not going to be solvable. But I do, I did want to bring listeners kind of, you know, down the path, so to speak, and, and, and understand kind of the steps that I took, and the people I contacted and, you know, mistakes I made reporting those, those kinds of things. I try to bring, um, listeners through all of that you know especially as you mentioned early on you know that there are probably people who who want to make stories like this and maybe they don't know exactly how to do it and i try to share a lot of those you know things that worked out for me positively as well as you know mistakes that i made landmines and stuff that right probably be avoided um and and so there is a lot more of that in this, this episode in this season than than maybe other seasons
0: well awesome man i know uh everybody here at the table uh in the in the taylor park are we're we're super excited Mm -hmm. um you know when you reached out and told me that you know here comes season three and and when you dropped that it was uh about the disappearance of stanley bain i was like oh my gosh this is this is like gonna be great um what what else, uh, any other projects you've been working on? Like, what are you up to these days? Uh, you still with Trout's Fly Fishing?
1: Uh, you know, this is, I kind of take projects on. This was my big project of, of 2022. Okay. So this, this has kept me pretty busy. Um, you'll probably see some articles in the Drake magazine um, that'll be out in the next, at least the next issue, I think. Um, so I'm still, you know, still doing uh, freelance writing for different, uh, media publications. I am. If there's any listeners, I know you guys are are uh, down near New Smyrna and Mosquito Lagoon. That's obviously close, near and dear to my heart. But uh, if there's any listeners out there um, in Bend, uh, Oregon, I'm going to be out for Writers on the Fly in February. Hmm. Um, which we'll be doing uh, we'll be doing some readings. If you've never been to a uh, Writers on the Fly event, they're super fun. But I'll be at the at the Bend event. Uh, in February. Check that out. And um, yeah, that's kind of it. That's, I would like get yeah, a couple shout outs if I could. I, I do Absolutely. Uh, you know, Jason Roth, I mentioned him earlier. He he, uh, he did sound design and editing for the first two seasons. I have to uh, recognize Rick Mike, who who picked up the baton and he did sound design and editing for season three. Rick's been fantastic. Kopi at FFJ helped out with uh, a lot of the image editing that we, that we use Alex Flock from BC helped with the music, uh, Brian O'Keefe. Oh, that's what I wanted to mention. You're going to hear from Brian O'Keefe. Um, he's like my hero, uh, awesome guy, amazing photographer, world traveler, pioneered this, this uh, zone back in the late eighties. So you're going to hear a lot from Brian O'Keefe in, uh, in some of the mid to later episodes of the, um, uh, of the podcast and he's just, he's the man. Um, chip bait. He, he helped me out early on and provided photos as well. And then, you know, probably lastly, um, Jeff Shainer and assistant Sandy McMaster, who I mentioned, you know, I had a hard time finding them, but I finally tracked them down and, and they were great. They, they really helped me out spent time on the record being recorded and, and answering all my, all my questions.
0: Awesome. Um, uh, w- fantastic to hear that you had the support to make it happen um again we're excited yeah. for it mm-hmm. um, any of our listeners uh that have that have been around long enough to know we raved about seasons one and two <laughs> yeah. if you're new to the podcast and, and this whole down the path thing we're talking about tonight is new to you get on you know Apple Podcast or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcast content from, and look up the first two seasons of Down the Path. You'll kind of get in the groove. You'll kind of understand the how how a Down the Path series goes, and then binge that shit and be ready for next Friday. <laughs> Buckle up, Buttercup. Oh, this yeah. is going to be good. Um, and good. Uh, you yeah. just brought up Bend, Oregon um jameson uh just spent some time out there I so did. we're going to be getting a bend oregon report uh here shortly
2: yeah will i would uh while you're out there i'd recommend uh, a little place called the cellar out there okay it's a nice underground bar um, highly highly recommend it so
1: i i i like those Bend and, and oregon in general uh, another place that's uh near near and dear to my heart and uh, and again one last shout out to you know the fly fish journal they have supported all of um, all of the seasons of, of down the path and you know you can uh, you can read about these stories as well you know some people like to listen some people like to read but you can read about all of those at uh, uh the fly as well if you dig around a little bit and uh yeah yeah we're stoked and i'm i'm, I'm hoping to fish uh fish out there as well in uh in February. So, um, stoked for uh, for for the new year and the new project and i really appreciate you guys having me on the show and and all your support i can't believe like 2019 that's
0: just like <laughs> i know it's crazy so long ago, so
1: long ago. So you know but
0: yeah you're, you're welcome man we're we're happy to have you on we're happy to support you know the fly fish journal and you know them supporting folks like yourself and mm-hmm. other writers and photographers um You know, we've kind of taken, um, you know, from my experience in the Bahamas, um, when a listener or a supporter of the show wants to do something for us and sends a package, uh, we've jokingly adopted, uh, you know, that it's the mail barge. The mail barge is showing up uh, because all those out islands, that's how they, you know, it's how they get their stuff, you know, from the food they eat to uh, their mail and their gas and all that. So, uh, you know, if anybody at uh, Fly Fish Journal happens to be listening, um, you know, reach out to us on Instagram. We'll get the address to you because uh, we would love to see uh, a mail barge cruise across from uh, the Pacific Northwest. And we'll get you our sizes and everything so yeah. we can rep for you Heck Yeah, because um, we're, 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 we're big fans up. of the magazine.
1: Yeah, my renewals coming we're- up. We're not talking about food and water. We're talking about swag.
0: That's right. We are swag whores.
2: Hey, we'll take some Rainier
1: too,
0: though. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, uh, a, a sixer of Rainier would not, you know, hurt anybody's feelings either. So, uh, anyhow, um, we'll. know
1: people. I know people. Yeah, we, we kind of figured you might.
0: But, uh, you know, that's our shameless plug for ourselves. Um So, uh, Will, thank you for taking the time to join us, um, and and bring our listeners up to speed on down the path and, you know, the anticipation of season three again. Um, that's a, today's the 11th, 13th. uh, 13th. So, uh, I guess the 20th, uh, is, uh, next Friday and, uh, you know, set a reminder, um, just go on uh, wherever you listen to podcasts and, uh, you know, hit follow or whatever, and you, you're going to start oh, seeing seeing that drop into your, your queue starting next Friday, and uh, you're going to enjoy it. Uh, Will, yeah. thanks a yeah, bunch, buddy.
1: A- absolutely, too. And to listeners, you know, if you're jumping back into one or two – you know, leave a comment. If you have questions, you can, uh, you can reach us through down the path There's a spot where you can provide feedback or ask questions. And I do promise I read every single email that comes in from, from listeners. And I promise I'll get back to you if you have any questions and, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. And again, thank you. Thank you all guys so much for having me on the show. And I just really uh, appreciate the support and the, uh, the interest.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, uh, there's always an open invite. If you find yourself back down here in new Smyrna, which I know you have ties to, to new Smyrna, um, you know, JB's, uh, is, is calling your name. Totally. We're ready to go and, uh, sit down and break bread with you and have a couple of cold beers, or since we're going to JB's warm beers, <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: we, we, we got to put that on the list.
0: All right. All right. We'll have a great weekend. Thanks brother. We'll be in touch. And, uh, Look for our comments on uh those episodes as well, because uh we're big fans and we'll we'll get right in there and uh participate, be part of that community.
1: Awesome. Thank you. Happy new year, everybody.
0: Hey, you See too. You. Take okay. care. Yep. See ya. Bye-bye. Man, I'm I'm freaking excited. Yeah. I, and, uh, I'm so yes.
2: happy I have a long drive. Yeah. Those are all going down one after the other. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's going to be like bam 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 shit. I'm I'm at the <laughs> end. Fuck.
3: There are some of us that know the story. Uh-huh. And it's going to still be
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 honestly, you know, that's my best advice is go and and i've checked uh it's very easy to find his article mm-hmm. um and and actually in this podcast in the show description um i will have a link not only to the downthepathpodcast.com um flyfish journal and the digital article that is about season 3 but i will also put an a link to the drake magazine oh. article that Will originally wrote so many years ago. So you'll have all the resources there to uh, go listen to the first couple of uh, seasons of Down the Path. You'll be able to do your homework and have a full understanding of the original article. And uh, we'll just uh, set you up for success. And uh, do yourself a favor. Read the article. Go listen to the other two seasons and you're going to be enjoying it just as much as we're giddy about, yeah. you know, the upcoming third one. Oh,
2: yeah.
0: You guys can take over while I okay. answer <laughs> I, a text I real quick. I I was like, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're all waiting for direction over here. No, 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 no. no. I, I just. Uh, um, well. Does anybody have any show notes? Yes, we all do. You should have it on your phone as well. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
3: Tr- <laughs> and close out. way is it stacked this <laughs>
0: week. Oh, we have got show notes upon let's, show notes.
4: Let's drop down to fly tithing.
0: Okay. Because that Cause we kind of missed it from uh, from our... Yeah, uh,
4: well, it was on the tail end, and I felt like we weren't going to give it the justice it probably deserved at the tail end of the last segment. Okay. So I didn't bring it
2: up. I'm glad you made the call, Ben.
4: You're welcome. Thank you. I do it for the people.
0: All right. I'm looking. Where is it? It's right it's, up at the top. It's under 87. Yeah. Oh, it's no. No.
2: No, I didn't get shared 88. I guess. Oh yeah. No. Oh, sad. No, nice. you did.
0: No. Absolutely. I texted it to. Uh, it's. It shows that it was shared.
3: Oh, mine's still loading.
0: You have to tap it and open it, and it brings it into your notes
3: still dialing up
0: well,, well let's fix that right now and send it i uh-huh. then then it was grandpa didn't do something right. no no,
3: no, you did. I just didn't hit view
0: okay, so apology accepted, yes. Um.
3: <laughs> Much like our South Carolina <laughs> road trips,
4: Jameson's not
2: included. <laughs> I'm used to it; it's fine. Um, no, you know what it was? I think it it came across while I was up there, and yeah, that's, I probably didn't even pay attention. Right? To it.
0: Okay. okay. Okay, so um, Ben and I, I think uh, where where, where were we when we we came? were at your
4: house in the living room?
0: Yeah, and Shannon. Yeah, we were talking about, you know, fly tying and, you know, how so, you know, people that fly, fly ties, tie (laughs) flies um, with flizzies, yo, Um, there's no way, no way possible that for as many flies that get tied by a person that they'll ever fish them all. Oh, yeah. And she was like trying to wrap her head around. She was like kind of questioning Ben and I talking about like, like what people that tie, like what do they do with all those? And I was like, they have fucking boxes full of flies that they'll never, ever fish. that will never, ever see water. And she was like, well, you guys need to like encourage people to start tithing the flies. I was like, Oh, fly tithing. And you know, it's, it's, we're going to define what fly tithing is at the right here, right now around the old oak table. I dig it. And, and, and basically it's like, you know, if you do a dozen flies, mm-hmm. you know, at least, you know, 1.2. So let's round up. So at least two of those dozen should be like given to someone um, to Auditions. fish. You know, it, it's, 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 you're tithing whether you're a believer in baby Jesus or <laughs> Buddha or the fish gods. Um, it's just a good way to create, you know, goodwill, good mm-hmm. karma, what you will. 100%. And uh you know, it almost falls in line with the whole f- idea behind uh Fly the Berry. flyberry project that we started. Um you know, y- you've got this box full of flies that you'll never fish. Share them, you know, create that goodwill and
2: uh you know, so, here's the only problem, and I know that I'm guilty of this, and I, I don't know if anybody else is going to pony up to it.
0: Okay. But
2: let's say, first off, let's say I do tie 12 flies, which I never will, because right. I'll tie like three, and then... Anyway. <clears throat> um, the two that I'm going to choose to give away uh uh-huh. are going to be the two fuggliest flies. That's okay. And, you know, me being... Me, if somebody handed me a set of flies, unless they were, you know, really fishy looking. Uh Uh-huh. They're going to go in the box just like everybody else's and not get fished.
0: Okay. So, but that...
2: So, instead of flight tithing, it's just going to be an international share of box fillers.
0: Now, you're making an assumption that everyone is like you. That's true. Um, I personally... And I've been on record. Um, really pretty perfect flies are really pretty perfect flies. Pretty is as pretty does. Um, I personally know that I've caught.
3: <laughs> it's not my stomach. <laughs> way, way, <laughs> way
0: more fish on the same fly. You know, I've, 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 I've fished flies till they literally fell apart and became a hook again. Right. And so what may have started out as a fly that would have passed your quality control and been hoarded by you to fish because it's pretty, I tied that on and I started fishing it maybe because you gave it to me. Right. And on like the tenth or twelfth redfish, you know, the, the eyes have worn down from being stripped across the sand to the point that one half of the dumbbell eye is broken is off. broken off. Yeah. And then it, it, it's the, the hackle that's palmered. around as a collar, is now gone. Uh, It only has one piece of marabou hanging out the back of it. The flash is all twisted and knotted, and I've actually taken scissors and cut it off because I couldn't straighten it anymore. And this fly becomes progressively more and more shitty and fucking nasty. But guess what? It still keeps getting fucking munched. So that has led me over my short life to arrive at a conclusion that the fucking fly doesn't matter so much so if you were to hand me and say hey man i tied some flies last weekend you know uh, here's a couple i would actually elevate no matter what they looked like those flies in the lineup and fish one uh that you gave me to see you know hey i want to catch a fish so that the next time I see you, I can be like, dude, thanks for that fly. I actually caught a couple of redfish, you know, the, the last couple of times I was out. And, you know, you're in, in your head going, ha, oh, oh, I can't believe those shitty B-level flies that I gave them worked. I still haven't caught anything on the pretty ones. Sure. So, yeah. you know, you might just put the real, like, and what if my best attempt at a fly, what I think is Fucking money, right? right? I have produced a fly that Bob Clauser would blush and go, "Damn, I wish I could tie that good." Ooh. That's that's the way I'm looking at it. I'm like, man, look at this some bitch. This some bitch is nice, right? And I hand it to you, and you look at it, and you're like, Fuck, "This is going in the box."
5: <laughs>
0: I'm not going to show a redfish this shit because that I'll be embarrassed because redfish will swim around it and be like, uh, "No, bro," that you know. Your, sure. your 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 shits uneven. It's uh, it's got one too many thread. Wraps. It got way too much thread wrapped. Uh-huh. Uh, you know you didn't Sally Hansen the head. What's that UV clear? Yeah oh, yeah. Uh, so so, Your Honor, I would submit that our argument uh, against fly tithing is uh, a moot point. It's uh, not based in fact. And uh, if you would dismiss his case with prejudice, <laughs> I rest my case. Um, do I get a chance to rebut? Oh, him? absolutely. Okay. Yeah, you can rebut yeah, all you, you want. You um, just
3: won't get any flies from me, that's all.
0: So using <laughs> your. I mean, you can rebut it all day long. I'm still right. I'm still but, looking up the definition this is, this is of it's hitting. <laughs> Of tithing?
4: (laughs) Titting. Well, as a newly married man, let me jump in
3: on this. Well, you know, the first thing that comes up is LDS, which is, you know, the Latter day Saints. Not even, you know, Merriam
0: Webster. Oh, I thought it was a long, determined strip. I like that. So, anyway, go ahead. Your (laughs) rebuttal, sir.
2: So, to use your argument of you fish a fly till it is no longer considered a fly and would be remiss to have a chunk of mullet stuck on it right so you said how many redfish about to catch i
0: don't know, I mean, you know? It, it, who knows i was just teens? that was just yeah uh, who knows if it's in the teens or if it was 3 you know cuz could that be like multiple
2: Days fishing or one?
0: Oh, yeah. no? Yeah, like I, dude, I've I've fished flies that have been on the the fly pole for like almost the entire summer.
2: <laughs> so the other other three that I gave you go into the box, and then when Mark hands you his next set of flies, the next time he sees you three days later, that one gets elevated
3: to the front of the line. And what about the other? Two no, no, flies no, no. The the fish Larry are catching are going to the health department after being caught to get a tetanus shot. Well, no, I know. I mean, no, okay, so no, I see what well you're. Used. No,
0: I, I I I see what you're saying. Um,
2: like if we were no, 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 hold on. Let me where? let me answer.
0: Let me answer. So you've given me two of your flies. You've tithed flies sure. to to Larry, sure. and Larry Tied fishes, on. ties one of those on, fishes it, is fortunate enough that he's caught. Let's call it eight fish. Before it just gets to the point where it's like, man, it's, it's falling apart. You sure. know, fucking Jameson needs to learn how to tie flies that <laughs> they're <Right>. not durable. <laughs> yep. um,
4: just suck.
0: But, you know, in the meantime, Mark has tied like something really buggy that catches my eye. And I'm like, dude, that's a really nice looking fly. But, uh, you know, that's a fucking eater right there. He's like, oh, well, here, have a couple, and he's he's tithing, right. and I'm like, holy shit, thanks, Mark, I appreciate that, oh, yeah. and uh, yeah. I put it in my box. Well, of course, I'm gonna at least try his fly, and it's probably gonna go on next. Right, I'm not gonna just be like, you know, oh, well, I've got to get through every fly that Jameson That's gave the... me, but what I do know, gotcha. what I do know, is Jameson's fly is money. Okay. Right. It's a fucking eater. Mm -hmm. And I know I still have two of them. So I tie marks on and the next time I'm able to fish, I'm fishing with Ben. And I go up, I know that the last time I fished that, you know, the the fly was garbaged from use. Right. Right? Right. So I'm like, hey, man, go ahead. You want you can go ahead and start pulling up on the flat. I got to switch flies. This one's been garbaged. Uh, Jameson gave it to me. It's been a fucking great fly. I've caught like eight redfish on this motherfucker, but it's just, it's to the point where it's time, time for a change. And dude, have you seen this one that Mark got me? The, the, this is like written and Ben's yeah. like, fuck yeah, man, that's buggy as shit. So I tie it on and, uh. Ten minutes later, we're like, holy shit, redfish. See him. He's up underneath the mangrove. He's cruising right to the left. Two o'clock. No, 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 no. A little left, a little left. Okay, I see him. Okay. Yep, take a shot whenever you're ready. Boop. Into the fucking mangroves it goes. And I'm like, son of a bitch. And I'm like, pulling on it, pulling on it, pulling on it. The fucking mangrove is shaking like there's a Yeti back there taking a shit <laughs> and uh, pops off. I'm like, fuck didn't even get wet right Mark's fucking fly is hanging about 10 feet back into the mangroves and I just fucked it up now I'm gonna hop down and I'm gonna grab the box and now I have a choice to make I know that your fly works I only have one more of Mark's I've already donated it but I also know where we're fishing I'm taking a big fucking risk you know getting hung in the mangroves again, Yeah, Yeah. I might reach in and grab yours because it's now more of a confidence fly, and I just fucked up, and I need a little pick-me-up. Gotcha. So now your fly is back on the fucking dance floor because I believe in it. Sure. It's not that I don't believe in Mark's, but I have experience with yours.
2: It's okay. You can say it. You like mine better.
0: Well... (laughs) If you keep fly- tying those kind of flies, you might get to go to South Carolina with us the next time. Maybe. Maybe.
2: Fingers crossed.
0: Yeah. And if you don't tithe because you don't believe in it and you're a non-believer, then you don't go to get to you don't get to go to Chicken licking. It's just that fucking simple. You want to continue fucking arguing? It's
2: it's not it's it's not that I'm a non-believer. It just is
0: that I I mean, uh, it, it, you're, you're proving our point, by the way. What? That there's a proliferation of fucking flies that oh, no yeah. matter how much tithing we all do amongst one another, there's going to be... Um, overstock? Overstock. In, in the aviation yeah. world, um, there's a lot of really pretty airplanes, really nice airplanes, right. that sit in a hangar and don't get flown that we refer to as hangar queens sure and it's a fucking shame because they're they're airworthy at some point they're fucking gorgeous they're a piece of fucking history and their owner either has a medical issue or runs out of money or you know starts playing fucking golf like an idiot (laughs) and you know they lose interest in, in flying the airplane and then 20 years later, you're like, dude, is that a steerman back in the back corner? And they're like, oh, yeah, it's Bob Smith's steerman, man. It would take so much work now to get that thing in the air. It's been sitting back there 15 years. Just, you know, I don't even know why it has it in the hangar. It just costs him money every month. Well, our hangar is the fly box, you know. And it's just a matter of we have too many nice flies that we park in the fucking hangar. And you can't fly them all, sure. but you will never, ever take away from that gift, that moment in time where you're sitting at JB's, and there's a group of us there, and everybody's talking, having a good time, got a pitcher of beer, everybody's getting, you know, their their cups runneth over. We've just ordered food. There's three conversations going on, and you feel a bump on your thigh. And you, you, you're you like, you know, at first you're like, what the fuck, man? And then you look down, and Mark's got his hand, and you can tell there's something in his hand, and he kind of gives you the nod. And you're like, you look at him, and he, like, gives you the, bobs the head over like, hey, man, I'm trying to give you something. And you open your hand up, and you feel things drop into your hand and you look down and they're these two flies that you've never seen before
5: oh. and you're like
0: and and he just gives you the keep them on the down low keep your mouth shut and you're looking and you're like fuck I've never seen something of this fucking level of beauty and like what a fucking neat concept this is and you know that that is not meant to be brought above the table level and shared with the group. It's this moment that you two share because he just tithed Mm -hmm. these two new flies that he tied that he's trusting you with to go out and fish and enjoy. And maybe he didn't tie enough to give the whole table. Mm -hmm. And you've got that bond. And the next time you fish, even though the fly that I gave you has caught 23 redfish and you know it's an eater, you cut reason. it off anyway because Mark picked you at the table sure. to tithe with. Yeah. So there's all kinds of intrinsic value that can be brought about by tithing. And it's not about whether it just goes in a box never to be fished again it's your acknowledgement of them on some level showing you the love to sure. say hey man you're my bro and i'm going to give you a couple of flies right my heart and soul went into tying this for you mm. you are a value to me friend i agree with you I, not I- oh thanks let me dissect what did you mean by giving me these? These are just going to live in my box cuz I know these are your sea flies. Mm. You need to start looking at the half full glass, my friend. <laughs> okay.
5: Okay.
2: <laughs> thank thank you. I I was not <laughs> suggesting I was not suggesting that it's a bad idea. I was simply trying to suggest that it was not going to help the over-full box. Of oh, that'll the never. That'll yeah. Never get tied.
0: Yeah, that's like uh, you know, in 1985, saying that uh, all the talking and negotiating was going to make uh, all the nuclear warheads go away. Um, the, the, you know, they were still building them, but they were talking about, you know, how do we stop nuclear pl- pl- proliferation and uh, reduce the stockpile of nuclear weapons so we don't have assured, uh, you know, mutual destruction. Mm. Um Sanctions. People are not going to stop tying flies if, you know, we start saying, hey, there's too many flies in the world. Because, <laughs> you know, it's just a, just like last night when we went to fly tying night. It's, it's therapeutic for a lot of people just to sit down and tie. Yeah.
3: See, I think that's what it is for me, listening to this conversation. And I have the big suitcase fly boxes. Yeah. There's not a lot in there. Of mine, right? I tie and pass yeah. them out, or yeah, you, hey, you get for, you know. get joy
0: out of number one tying them, yeah. Number two, giving them away, yeah. and uh, let me ask you this: when you give them away, do you wake up a couple of weeks later and go, "I wonder if Jameson ever fucking fished that fly I gave him?" Nope. Nope. Okay, so if you turn around and look behind you. I have flies that have been gifted to me over the years that the gift giving party really, really, really tied those with the intention that I would fish them. But they also sent me like, you know, half a dozen and they're all pretty much the same. And I did fish probably three out of the half dozen. Right. But they're such fucking works of art that I'm like, I'm going to hold on to these last three to memorialize. And every time I look up there, I'm like, man, Eric just fucking is a wizard when it comes to spun deer hair. Mm -hmm. Those (laughs) things are to be looked at and, and admired. And, you know, that's... Right. You know, it's, and, it's and and I look at it and say, Man, I aspire to someday be able to spin deer hair that well. Right. Knowing that I never will. Oh, right. So I don't necessarily believe a fly has to be fished to have value. No, I I
2: agree as no. well.
0: No. When when I was uh when when you do visit my home up in Tennessee on the mantle The mantelpiece um, is an old log from a cabin built in the 1700s on our property. Mm -hmm. And uh, I actually have uh, a couple of flies that are on the mantel displayed there. And they're flies that someone has tied for me and given to me. And they gave it to me probably thinking I would fish it. But because of who tied it, when it was tied, um, you know, at an event, Mm -hmm. and the fact that out of all the people at the event, he point and throws it right to me, I'm like, this motherfucker's not going to get beat up and fucking, uh, I'm not going to lose it. And it always sits up there as a reminder of that day, that event, Mm -hmm. that person. Yeah. You know, so a fly doesn't have to be fished to be of value. No.
3: Yeah.
0: And over the years, um, I've, you know, I've got boxes (laughs) that are completely full of just clousers. Right. I will never in what time I have left on this planet (laughs) ever be able to fish all of those flies to their full usefulness. Right. And get through them all. And I've recognized that over the years. So from time to time to the right person, the right situation, I will open that box and I will pay it forward sure. and take the flies that my really good friend tied for me mm-hmm. and pass them on to somebody that's going to have the joy of fishing them.
3: Yes. Right.
0: And, and they're going to look at it and be like, holy shit, this is like the most perfect this kind of fly I've ever seen. I'm like, Yes. Let me tell you who tied that for me. I was going
3: to say, that sounds like a really cool story. I passed something off to one of you guys, and you're like, well, I'm not going to get to fish this size 18 parachute Adams anytime. so I'm going to send it to whoever in the Appalachian Rocky Mountains. Yeah. They may be able to fish it. Okay, not this season, so they pass it on. And then you get word back, and it's like, hey, that fly that's been passed. Yeah. I dig it. It's the sisterhood of the traveling fly. Yeah. Well, it, or brotherhood, uh, rather.
0: You know, I, I, have you ever been in a uh, a fly exchange? Yeah. You know, it's it's no, it's kind of you know, it's that, but without you having to sit down and tie a dozen of your pattern. You know, it's like Jameson signed up to do this pattern. Mm-hmm. There's twelve guys in the you know fly fly swap, and Good, yeah, 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 and. uh... You know, so everybody ends up with, you know, a dozen flies, but they're all different. Different, And, you know, it's hopefully to inspire you to go, oh, I fished mm-hmm. that and it's great and that's a new pattern I have now need to learn. And, and, and I got it from, you know, Ralph over in, uh, fuck Colorado, uh, who knew that the, some dirty mountain hippie knew how to tie a saltwater fucking fly. This is awesome. Right. Yep. Um, so, you know.
3: I mean, now that I understand what the word is and, and the meaning. Right.
0: I dig it. Yeah. All right. Cool. So, uh, you know, hashtag fly tithe. Yeah. It's not just fly tying. Fly tithe. So, and and, and you can anonymously fly tithe yeah. by just simply having a pocket full of flies. And uh, anytime you see a, a flybrary, you, you pin a few on there. and And some somebody, somewhere. Um,
3: I like finding... Oh, no. It's going to sound so bad, so creepy. I like finding the kids.
0: Yeah, yeah. And be like, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> Hold this. <Yeah>. <laughs> you <laughs> smell of
3: that. Come here. Let me let me show you my box. But no, just giving the goes. kids. So, it's, okay. They really don't know. They do. But, you know, they're going to throw... A, old deer hair frog in the ditch to try to catch a baby tart. They don't know. Right. Will it work? Yeah. Maybe.
0: Maybe. But I do know this will almost every time. Right. So, uh, you know, here, okay. um,
3: I think it's an evolution of the flyberry.
0: So I've I've told this story (laughs) I'm pretty sure many times. um, My wife says I tell stories the same story all the time, too many times. Well it's good because I don't remember. So <laughs> I've got a really good friend, Bruce, that lives out in New Mexico. Hmm. Um his home water would be the San Juan. That's where he fishes a lot. Um but he lives in like Albuquerque, so you know even that is like a, a Colorado day trip. You know it's like four or five hours away, but he'll go up there like for the weekend or you know whenever he's off and available to go do it. And uh, you know the San Juan, the San Juan is uh, one of those tailwaters in America that's considered like you know one of the big ones. You know that you've you've got to make it to the San Juan. Where, you know it's that it's, where the that's where about trout. Uh, the,
3: the worm kind of got yeah, its kickstart. Yeah, the, Sa- the okay, San, Juan San Juan worm,
0: worm. Okay. right? So apparently, there the San Juan worm, um, there's a larval form of the San Juan worm, worm, and it's basically a nymph, um, and it's a larval form of that worm mm-hmm. and Bruce ties a really good version of it and it's a, a, a true San Juan worm I believe is red um, and so the little teeny tiny speck of fucking metal that you have to try to thread mm-hmm. a piece of frog hair through is a red larva right so Bruce tells this story, and hopefully I'll get it right. Um, it's an iconic river uh, in America, the San Juan, and there's actually a lot. It's, it's a destination river, right? Yeah. Um, there's actually um, a large number of Japanese um, hmm. fly anglers that will make a pilgrimage to the united states and spend like a month here and like they'll try to fish you know several iconic rivers and literally that you know like they put together the trip they all fly over on the same flight they get like a big um like tour tour bus bus that you know (laughs) you know drives them you know they get they stay at a hotel and then they get on the tour bus and it takes them to the river and they get out and they you know they 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 wade or maybe they, they hire a guy i don't know how that mechanics works but bruce was on the river and he bruce is an, an amazing angler um he's one of the guys that i did the two-week float in alaska with he's a fishy fucking dude um he was fishing the San Juan, and the way that the San Juan, best I can recollect, there's like a road that comes in, and let's call it the east, eastern bank of the river, um, and uh, there is no road access on the opposite side, so you would have to wade across to get to the other side to fish, you know, any pools or features that, you know, you want. And you can do it on low water, but, like, if there's, you know, a a push of water from the dam, you know, you better be back across or you're going to get stuck, right? So um, Bruce was on the opposite side, and he actually saw one of those Japanese tour buses pull up and, uh, you know, (laughs) All these guys come spilling out in their, you know, new waders and boots, and you know, fly rods flailing in the air. They're they're living their fucking Japanese dream, you know, in America. They're they're fishing the San Juan and uh, I'm thinking red dawn. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, it was uh, a little bit of inclement weather where they had uh, little like squally like showers that would come through the valley there. And uh one of those Japanese anglers had waded across the river because it was safe to do so, and was fishing on the same side of the river as Bruce, maybe a hundred yards away from each other. you know they weren't infringing upon e- each other, and Bruce is like a fucking machine, you know, cast, mend, set, release, cast, mend, set. Really, he's like just a fucking machine, right? You know, and uh, the Japanese guy is uh, up the river, and you know, Bruce sees the guy, like, you know, fucking looking, and he's up there, cast, mend, cast, mend, cast, mend. (laughs) Well, here comes one of those little showers on the way down, and the topography along that bank of the river, there's like a lot of like really cool rock outcroppings and there's like this one that's kind of like a cave and it's perfect if there's any rain you can go get shelter from the rain so bruce like hustled up and got underneath the uh, overhang and the japanese dude saw you know where he had gone and comes and uh, gets underneath there with him and uh the guy, uh, you know, in in broken English, but they were able to communicate. They had a conversation and uh, he, I I believe the Japanese guy was like, you know, what fly are you fishing? And uh, Bruce said, a red larva. And uh, he was like, (laughs) red larva. Larva. And he was like, Yeah, it's the San Juan worm before it hatches out into a worm. And Bruce like gives him the same open palm up um, indicator that that Marcus would do mm-hmm. at JB's to give, you know, Jameson those two flies and, and the Japanese guy puts his hand out. Bruce opens his chest pack, gets out like three or four and drops them in his hand and says, Fish those you'll you'll do you know, you'll catch fish. The rain ends, they bid adieu. He goes back up the river. Bruce goes down the river. A little bit later in the afternoon, Bruce is fishing. He's still over on that side of the river. Um but he sees his newfound uh friend, Tora Tora Tora, over on the other side <laughs> of the river. You're- and the
3: fuck on me? <laughs> <laughs>
0: and and he is in the middle of let's say six of those touring anglers that are spread out, you know, in respect, and they're all you know, and he is casting, mending, catching, <laughs> releasing, <laughs> casting, catching, you know. And he happened, and and the other five Japanese anglers are casting, mending, watching their bobber, <laughs> casting, mending, like yeah. And and he's now Bruce, right? And you can see all the other Japanese guys like yeah. looking, and <laughs> that guy happens to look up from what he's doing because he's so focused on the fishing because it's so now it's gone from. You know, fuck, what are we, you know, this? No. I thought this was fucking America and, you know, land of plenty. And, and now he's living it, you know, it's working. And he happens to look up, and Bruce is like straight across the fucking river from him. And the guy gives him the fucking <laughs> thumbs up. <laughs> and he yells across the river, Ledrava, Ledrava. <laughs> <laughs> so now, weird. if Bruce had not tithed those flies to that gentleman, yeah. we would not be able to do, do the Japanese red, <laughs> red Lava. Red rava, Led Rava. <laughs> right. <laughs> and and Bruce, like you know, to have Bruce tell that story and like it brought him pure joy to be able to yeah. share. That little secret of his home river with a guy that had literally traveled thousands yeah. of miles, crossed an ocean oh, yeah.
4: to fish it.
0: And got to be big dick daddy and fucking show up all his fucking buddies that I'm sure were like, dude, you were catching like every fish in the river and yeah. we couldn't yeah. catch shit. What were you using? I cannot tell you, my friend. <laughs> you know, I, I would have to kill you. <laughs> You Harry carry motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so, pay again, pay it forward. You never know where it's going to go. It may become part of fly fishing lore. I mean, Stories do, told years later, over have and over. You to struggle at first.
3: Yeah. Like, I'm not going to come over and be like, ah, here. This is what. I'm going to watch you struggle yeah, you, and try to figure it out. Maybe, Maybe you got it in your box. You don't know. Right. And then... A storm happens. Or, oh, know, oh, well, you, hold on. You get pushed up into you, JB's. You
0: have your you have your very own uh red larva story. Yes, he does. You do. just don't know it. Mm. But we're going to help bring it himself. out of you. From the, oh, yeah, Bob Clouser. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, huh. I mean. It's for real. For <laughs> real. Tell that story. <laughs> Tell the story. Cue the story, Mark.
3: Uh, fishing in everybody's favorite juvenile tarpon hatchery, mm-hmm. um, which is no secret.
0: It's the canal. No hot spotting here. Shore- no,
3: no. Oh, I no please, it was
0: fish where, it where the fish jump in the boat.
3: No,
4: that's that's a different kind of ball game.
3: Oh yeah, sorry.
0: Yeah. You know they, the 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 shop down there is called Harry Good because it's such good fishing. <laughs>
3: that's it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dad joke.
3: And, uh, yeah, so out there just sweating one evening, just, you know, like you said, cast, men, catch, cast, men, catch. And I didn't know who the guy was. He was kind of, kind of struggling down on the other pocket. And, the fish eventually stopped biting where you in, were, where you are. So like you said, you moved down the river. Yeah. So you move down to the next pot and you just, what's the word? Bunny hop leapfrog. leapfrog yeah. Leapfrog over each other. And Low, hole. Like, you know. Low hole.
0: Low hole. James is bringing the fucking hate again.
3: I mean, I keep guess it, so. It, you keep I it as honest so.
0: tonight, Jameson. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So I low hold him.
0: Yeah, I low hold. <laughs> I, I remember the day I low hold Bob Clouser like four times. for
3: <laughs> yeah. uh And getting getting closer to this this older gentleman. Didn't quite recognize who he was. He was just out there fishing. All right, hey, uh, you know, what are you, what are you throwing? Oh well, throwing this little size four. Made up, little thing, nothing, nothing fancy. May have been a gurgler, just something th- small. Because you're not catching big fish, right? You know they're not, they're not big, and you know it kind of stripped his line in and pulled the fly out, and I, I, I'm pretty sure. It's used for blue marlin, <laughs> <laughs> compared to you know yeah this, compared this to what little, you were using this little thing I was using and the titting. and that's that's where it ex- <laughs> <laughs> that's where it exchanges like yeah. out here you need you need small because that's what yeah they're eating these little guys are going I mean you could even use a dry fly if you want because they're snatching up the little mosquito larva at the
0: right. You know, the emergers.
3: Right. You, you, you hear tarpon and you just jump to, you know, 200-pound monster. and No. And so that's how that friendship struck up. I so gave did you him, give him a... F- I gave him, yeah.
0: How many did but, you give him?
3: Uh, enough, because like you said, you know, it's... That's tactical not, fishing there. Yeah, you're not casting far. What is it? seven, eight feet maybe. Yeah. You know, and you do get hung up no matter if you have a weed guard or not. So,
0: y- y- Well, according to Jameson, <laughs> Clauser still has whatever you gave him less one in his box.
2: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but. I'm sure he
3: does. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he took that one and fished it and then he went home and tied his own. It was just like, what the hell ever. Yeah.
3: I got enough. Here you but, go, uh, man. Take some flies. But he clipped off the fly he was using uh-huh. and gave it to me. So now it sits in my room, kind of like how you have yeah. stuff here to, you know, I'm sitting there, time I can sit back sometimes and just be like, huh, you know, the man, the myth, the legend, right? Like, I helped him,
0: and that's pretty and, cool to be able to to. You know, have that sitting there,
3: just waiting on that blue marlin trip. That's right, and it's really not not that big. But you know, compared to the stuff you're throwing in those ditches, you're like, holy right. smokes! Like, like, yeah, you, know, you need is, to
0: you need to take her know, down a notch.
3: You know, this is bigger than the fish you're going to try to catch. One to one ratio. And you know now, golly, he's he's out there more more than I am. He he hits them hard. Usually about the time the mosquitoes and the noceums, I'm I'm done. See ya. No.
0: He's like, no. Yeah. This skin didn't get this thick and grizzled. Oh, yeah. You know, by running from skeeters.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So. Well,
3: cool, man. I never thought about that.
0: I'll be honest with you. I never thought that the fly tithing conversation would get this deep. I know. know. No, I uh, dig (laughs) it, though. Yeah. I mean. I really
3: do. Because I've sent a lot of flies out, and I don't honestly don't know if they worked. I don't care if they did. It was just like, oh, yeah, it was just, I was sitting here tying.
0: And here you go. Here you go. Yeah.
3: Well, huh. in the church of Taylor Trash,
4: this double You line. need
0: to do something with your mic because you're Is not it? coming through the headset come at on all. Eddie.
4: See if it's... I don't know. We might have to switch back up. Oh, um, I'm at least seeing it come up on the board.
0: Well, you're not really coming up. I mean... Are you hearing him? It's not going through the system. I just figured it was a headset thing.
4: That's probably true. (laughs) Standby.
0: All right. Is this part of his rig? Standby. He tried to change
2: stuff, folks. He tried to get fancy on us.
0: Can you hear us? All right. So can you still hear in the head? So you're getting... Yeah, but... So headphones are working. Yeah, headphones working... So, so we'll it, it could back. just be hold the hold jack it? or something. Yes, Do you, yeah, have you have to, have to, to hold, hold a button? Because I can uh, hear, I can uh, hear you ambiently, but uh, I'm not yeah. hearing you come one, two one two. Yeah. Yep, check check. yep. That's
4: good. All right, yeah, bring it over here. Thank you, sir. Needs a little tightening. Okay. It's
0: okay. And I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of listeners. They're like, no, 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 leave it the way it was. Well, uh, <laughs> but we, we would like to have you as part of the podcast, Ben.
4: Whoa. If there's there anything go, that we've you're learned, back. there is we that go. <laughs> If it doesn't work, someone will let us know. That's right. Um, and we will make adjustments from there.
0: You're, you're. you're it's compression. There's it's too compression. much compression. There's
4: too. What was the other one? God, we just talked about this.
0: Yeah. Uh, user underscore
3: five six four three two one. I know your real name, but uh, am I close enough now? Let me know.
4: <laughs> the. No, I think the fly tithing conversation. For a show note that I thought was going to be a five minute highlight has turned into something excellent.
0: Yeah, I um, agree.
4: In the, we'll call it the Church of the Double Wide. There, there you go. Um, I, Which, I like you,
0: if you, not to interrupt, but no, I'm go going ahead. to. Um, <laughs> if you're an attorney that happens to listen to uh, the podcast, uh, we are considering um, tax exemption a 501c3 status. Um specifically really because of the uh work that we're doing with Marine Discovery Center. Um but uh we're, we're considering making it more of a ministry um with with Brother Ben yes. being the uh the friar of the uh <laughs> yes <laughs> church of the double wide. So uh reach out to us if you can help us with that paperwork of getting that five oh one C three status. And
4: we we are serious about
0: that. And you know, when and if that happens, then uh, as just a lay person, listener of the mm-hmm. show, if you see us in public, please refer to us as Captain
4: in yes. the future.
0: Yes. So anyway, moving along. Um, Has
4: I like to Joel think Olson. of it a little bit as like a megachurch, where you keep a little bit of a role of like, you know who your top givers are, you know who your, eh, they show up, but they're not, it's they don't not really the partake. It's church band. No, 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 I know, but the concept of fly tithing, we're a little remiss if we don't talk about the giant-ass box of flies that Space Welder sent. Right. That was the, a very generous fly tithing. Oh, yeah. That has been used, I think, by everyone around the table at this point. Mm-hmm. Maybe not you because you don't go to South Carolina, but, <laughs> like, we've all fished those oh. flies. I think we've, you've got the box now, don't you? No. I know it. No, you've always had the box. I don't have the box anymore.
3: Oh, you have the box, my friend.
4: You've got
0: the box.
3: No, don't look. I don't have the box.
4: I don't think I have the box.
0: Oh, wait a second. What's this? <laughs> it's, I was going to say, we've always <laughs> left it here. Okay. We took that, the cookie jar. We found. How does that kid's song? Who got? Who's hand got stuck in <laughs> oh, the cookie oh, jar? Yeah, yes. All, <laughs> that the, that all of it.
3: Larry's stickers are on there. Right These there. aren't
0: Larry's stickers, <laughs> it's the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> t- 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 Stickers. The um Oh that's another thing. Big like hater. you know, um oh well some oh, of those. Yeah. Um the uh fly tithing can also be applied to sticker tithing. 100%. You know. Um and I'm guilty of this, but I've been slowly going through my sticker collection. And you know, there's some stickers that you know just never get stuck on something. But if you have multiples multiples. of that sticker, you'll be like, okay, I'm using this, but I've still got these two in reserve. Right. And then at some point you go, do I really need two in reserve? I'm going to give this one away because this one, one, you know, uh, when I was giving out stickers last night at the, um, fly tying event up at old city, the guy was like, well, I have a beer fridge. But it's, you know, I mean, doesn't have stickers in it. I mean, everybody has a refrigerator. And I was like, well, here's a beer fridge sticker to get you started. Like, put fucking stickers on the fucking beer fridge. Like, don't be a fucking pussy. Yeah. Yeah.
2: L7 weenie.
0: And, you know, it's, it, I think you even said if the beer fridge that went from me to you ever mm-hmm. dies, you're just going to take the door off and hang the door on the fucking wall somewhere. Yeah, 100 yeah, You know, I, didn't, you
3: know? I, never, I never thought of that either because I was like, I'm not going to stick stickers on the fridge because it's going to crap out because it's in the garage. Look, it's 200 degrees. But I yeah, bet that fridge, the door I off bet my
4: beer fridge is 30 years old. Oh, at least. And it is the coldest motherfucker.
0: And and I think think that (laughs) when you put stickers on it, (laughs) it makes it it last longer. Like that fridge inside all the way to its heart, which is the fucking uh, compressor. compressor. (laughs) It like fucking rolls its shoulders back, throws its chest out and says, my job is to chill beer, motherfucker. And I will never die because I have a job to do now. You You know
2: what it is. A deep seated purpose. It's that tatted up.
4: Old bartender Yes He's been doing it forever That's exactly right Oh Stickers Casey Stickers are just like Just <laughs> oh, <a tad>. <laughs>
2: sorry. <laughs>
5: sorry
0: Sorry Sorry oh, uh,
5: <laughs>
0: Sorry If you've lost your way Just look between these two Saggy fun bags <laughs> At the fucking Uh <laughs> Compass rose, and you will find your way. Oh, my God. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Twisted Thank two degrees off, my dude analogy. North. <laughs> <laughs> no, w- your analogy got hijacked,
0: but it, it's so much better now. Oh, sorry. Um, sorry. It's <laughs> fine. Not so, sorry.
4: <laughs> old Tatted Up, <laughs> yeah. which leads into... Hopefully we're not jumping ahead with... Old City having multiple fly tying nights. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Uh, Harry Goods has reopened and started their fly tying nights. I like the format of having someone like lead and host.
3: See, I like. But I really
4: fucking miss
0: Rowdy Fly Tying Night. Okay, where where it's just ever the boys and. Everybody doing their own thing. Where you're doing your own just thing. Just a social hour. You're
4: actually, what are you tying? Talking kind of ties back on the time you might swap a fly with somebody. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but you're just sitting there drinking, bullshitting, and having a good time. And next thing you know, it's like one in the morning and you're burning the place down. And you're like, fuck, we got to go because we've been at it. And you can't like, the hosted thing, like one of the last Harry Good ones, they had like a whiteboard where they have a hook like stenciled on it and the professor's up there drawing the fly on the thing and going around at the table god damn that's so analog it's very analog and how many thread did i miss i don't think i was there for that you were there because you and i had to sit 30 wait didn't pack
0: did they hand out like fly instructions like via mimeograph before you left telegraph um
3: no, I was late to the show. You were it late, but
4: by the time we got there, like, we were hanging out. We were hanging out 30 feet away because everyone's trying to, like, you can't talk oh, at the yeah, table because yeah, yeah, they're like, yeah. hey, I'm trying to listen. Shut up. And you're hanging out here. And I, as cool as I thought, it was a packed thing, and there's a bunch of people excited to learn something new. I was like, I don't want to do this every time. I want to I have the rough and rowdy night where you're hanging out.
0: Bougie is okay, like, once a month. Yeah, The rest of the time, it should just be a goddamn free-for-all.
4: A free-for-all, like yes. a cage
0: fight with yeah. flies.
4: That's what I want, and Speaking, I miss it, because I haven't had it in a couple years now. Speaking
2: of a cage fight, uh-huh. the one fun thing about stuff like that is table scrap tie-offs, too. Uh-huh. Stuff like that, where hodgepodge of shit... Give you a really hard rule, whatever you can come up with gets judged by the crowd, and the winner wins a prize or whatever.
0: Oh, you talking like a, you, ion fly, you talking ion fly,
3: sure, <laughs> something like that. So, no, that's what it was called back in the day, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Emma, Emma did that once and she kicked my butt,
2: yeah, I remember that. Day.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a proud dad moment, yeah, of but, course, like it was an ugly fly. And just because it's a cute little girl,
0: yeah. Like, everybody voted for her.
3: Yeah, it's not even going to work here. The
4: fly was the like what you would imagine an eight year old's version of a unicorn would look like in color scheme. Oh yeah, nice. It was magnificent. Um, <clears throat> I see. There's a note that says Park Avenue Ramp
0: flies for five dollars. Oh yes. Um, so Wyatt was doing some work, um, for razor fish. Um, so that means as a skiff mule driver, mm-hmm. um, I had, uh, taken him down to pick up the karma and, uh, we were going to launch so we could go out and he needed to do some video work and, and whatnot to have some content available for the, for the, Instagram account, and um, we had pulled in... Are you guys familiar with Little Beach? I am not. Okay. So, there's the main boat ramp in Edgewater that's at Park Avenue. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's like we're... Jameson, you and I (coughs) launched there. Yep. Just south of there by half a mile, maybe quarter of a mile, um, is a second park, and people with smaller boats will launch there because there's like a dirt ramp and locals refer to that dirt ramp area as little beach because it's like just like this little beachy area Mm -hmm. right there and people will take their dogs down there to swim and you know john boats and guinus and smaller skiffs can launch there if it's super busy at the more formal ramp so it was like a weekday um but it was still during like winter break, yeah. Christmas break. It was like towards the end of it, like one of the last few days. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were like, oh, let's just let's just launch it Little Beach. And we cruised down there and damned if every parking spot for a, a you know vehicle and trailer was taken. So we had just driven through and, like, basically had just done the loop and were resigned to the fact that we were going to have to go up and, you know, do the the big ramp, which was there was parking there, but it was busy, you know. So we were going to have to wait in line and all that stupid shit. Um, As we were coming around, I had paused, looked left, looked right, looked left to make sure it was clear to pull out, and something catches my eye back to the right. And it's like this guy waving his arms and he's got a fly rod in his right hand and he's like waving the fly rod in the air like flagging me down and I'm like I stop and, and like I kind of like did the point to yourself like with the furrowed brow like you, you talking to me? Right. And he's like yeah 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 and he starts running over and I roll the window down He's like, hey man, do you fly fish? Yeah, I've got the rod rack. <laughs> yeah, and like, I was nope. like, uh, yeah. As a matter of fact, I do, and it looks like you do too. And uh, he's like, yeah, man, I just started getting into it. He's like, uh, we're we're headed out right now, but uh, man, this fucking fly that I've got on here, it's uh, it's it's not been uh, that great. I'm just wondering, do you have do you have any flies? I, I'd love to buy a couple of flies from you. And I was like i'm sure i've got some flies in here but i don't sell flies but i'll give you a couple yeah. of flies yeah um he's like no 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 no, man i insist i insist I, i'm gonna buy them from you um i was like whatever you're not buying flies but hold on so i like <laughs> get out open the back door start digging around in the back of the jeep and sure enough i find a fly box and i'm like are you snook fishing red fishing what do you what, what's the plan today brother he was like, probably redfish. Um, you know, that's probably what I I really want to go after. I was like, All right, cool. So I open the box. I'm like, this crab would be great for that. And I put it in his mm-hmm. in his hand. And I said, You might run into some snook up here. He's like, Yeah, I've been seeing some snook. I said, Take this bait fish pattern too. So, you know, you're you're ready, you know, either way. And he had a five dollar bill the whole time, like crumpled up in his hand. And he was like, man, I really appreciate it, dude. That's fucking awesome. Thank you so much. And uh, he tries to hand it to me, and I like, fucking <laughs> smacked his hand like with the back of my hand. I was like, get that fucking shit out of here. And uh, I said, they're yours. I'm happy to give them to yeah. you. And uh, he goes, no, man, I insist. And he fucking crumples it and throws it into the Jeep <laughs> and like fucking speed walks away. And I'm like, touche, motherfucker. So I get in the Jeep and I pick it up off the fucking seat so I can sit down and I fucking throw it at Wyatt. And I said, you just sold two flies. He goes, those weren't my flies. I was like, well, <laughs> I wasn't taking money from the dude. Yeah. Fucking do it, whatever. And, uh, as we're pulling out, the guy like had stopped halfway back and he turns around like motions to Wyatt and, uh, Wyatt rolls his window down and he goes, is that your dad? And Wyatt's like, yeah. And he's like, you got a cool dad, man. You got a cool dad. <laughs> I was like, you listen to that, man. He knows what he's fucking talking about. And so then we drove up to the other ramp. We went out and did what we had to do for for Wyatt's work and uh yeah, it was just a cool like fucking moment where somebody's like, "Hey, holy shit. There's my fucking, you know, phone-a-friend opportunity." That guy that that guy's going to have some flies in that fucking truck. Oh yeah. And the fly that he had on his rig was, like, a, a fucking huge, like, bass popper. Yeah. And, you know, could he have caught a redfish with it? Yeah. yeah maybe. maybe. Um, Would he got gotten a snook with it? Yeah, probably not, but maybe. But, you know, I gave him stuff that was a little bit higher probability. Right. You know, I think it was, like, probably some C or D level flies that uh, Jameson had given me a while back. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I don't give flies. <laughs> oh.
3: He oh. hoards them. Oh. Yeah.
0: He oh. leaves them to rot in the box. Yeah. If, if you'll it. open up to Taylor
4: Park, Chapter 3, we're going to talk about the uh, <laughs> narrow is the gate. All right, Father. It's God. harder for a rich man to get to the eye of the camel or something like that. <laughs> what? Uh, I was trying to make a joke. I, I tie um, out of It's <laughs> greed.
2: And it's one or two. And recently... I lost my fly box, which was stocked up, and I had to buy a new one. And I think that new one's got a couple flies in it. And then Ben gave me a fly box, so I'm good. What? Yeah, but I don't... I don't don't tie enough flies to give flies out.
0: I've told you guys the story of uh, losing my fly box in Alaska and then finding a fly box in Alaska. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Classic. Fly tithing.
2: Ah, well... Never found mine, except for Ben.
0: There you go. You found it's, it. You found it in a well, friend. How it works?
2: Ah, oh, see, Ben did that last night. You know what? Now I'm opening up to the light. Where do I sign up for this church? Is
3: there mission yeah. trips or the we church will go ben, over your membership
4: it. card when we get off air?
3: <laughs> he did the same thing last night with yep. uh, with that kid, a young newcomer to the sport, was asking about you know the little. Trout box or whatever. Yeah, the little yeah, slit foam or whatever they are, and you know the shop didn't have one. And Ben's like, "Hey, here you go." Yeah,
0: he wandered out to the truck, found one, came back, said, "Here you go."
3: Kids like, "Well, how much?" No, nothing. No,
4: (laughs) my only requirement was fill it up, fill it up. Yeah, like because so I've moved from like the bugger beasts to (laughs) I've taken your approach where I I have, like, the bugger beast that Uh keeps, like, my stock in it, and then I've got, like, a couple boxes where, like, because you're not going to go through a
0: hundred flies.
3: I might have turned into pistol boxes.
4: Did
0: you guys see I I posted on, I I turned one of these into a two fly? Nice. Uh, Yeah, it's that way, like, if I'm tarping fish in the ditches, I've just got two flies in my pocket that I don't have to worry about. Sticking myself on,
3: yeah. yeah, oh yeah, take it out, <laughs> we pop it up. And when we used to weigh docks,
4: to go. we'd stick them in the the mesh of the hat, and like depending, sometimes you get that. I was going to say that's in there.
3: That's <laughs> in there. You're like, Argh.
4: but the yeah, bill. he was about the bill. New to the whole game of fly fishing and tying, like Everything. he had one of those yeah. wooden like starter kits you fold out, and the
3: yeah, yeah, vice yep.
4: sticks in it, and the. The boxes they had and the size he was looking for were more of like the tackle box type where they had like a plug where every fly is going to get like stuck together. Right. And he's like, where where can I find like what you've got? (laughs) And because I've switched to the smaller boxes, I had bought two of them, had them in the truck, hadn't tied anything on them yet.
0: That's awesome. You know, it's fly tithing. We we keep coming back to it. We do. You know? Oh, yeah. How y'all feeling about oh, a break? Oh, mama! Uh, I'm She's ready
4: peeing. for a break. Let's oh. do I'm <laughs> it. I'm ready for
2: a break. Boy, Ben's leading the show this evening.
4: I know. No, we're, I'm just... We're cooking along. Oh, well, I her. looked. We've, we're like a pretty good time into it. We're about ready for we're sure. An- <laughs> we'll what's, be right
3: back. What's the freak? Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> All- oh,
5: what's
0: let's see here. It would help if I oh. unmute everybody. So everybody's slowly coming back online. Yeah. All right, we're back. And, uh, we just returned from, uh, a literal rabbit hole of bad taxidermy, um, uh, <laughs> during the break. And, uh, I'm pretty sure that, uh, what's left of my abs are going to be sore tomorrow from laughing. Um, so, uh, Let's get into the notes, boys. What else we got to talk about tonight? I know um, we got a bunch of stuff. I think the next thing I believe you and Jameson fished. Uh, we did. Um, I I think I was the last one to be uh, invited aboard the uh, sword spine. but
3: uh, 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 negative. <laughs> uh, no, no, <laughs>
0: oh, wrong again. <laughs> or uh, you've left Mark uh, yep. hanging. Little uh, retribution for the South Carolina trip. Well, yeah. You know. I mean, you know, subconsciously probably, but sure. that's, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, uh, we we did go fishing. We did. Uh, it we was, launched
2: a new spot for me. Yeah.
0: Um, I was trying to make it as uh, easy on Jameson to come over from uh, the mm-hmm. D-land. Yeah. And uh, I was like, hey, why don't we just go to uh, the Park Avenue ramp there in Edgewater? Uh-huh. And he was like, where? And I'm like, <laughs> seriously okay so uh, we launched there and uh, we were kind of uh, I had received uh, a uh, little report from one of the old dudes here in the Taylor Park that uh, was walking by when I was outside doing something he was like Hey, have you been out fishing lately? And I'm like, as a matter of fact, I have not. Um, I, I uh, you know, went hunting a couple weekends ago, and uh, just haven't found it in me to get out there. And he's like, Well, do you know so and so? And I'm like, mm, No. He's like, Yeah, he lives down off. He he fishes out of a kayak a lot. Uh, he's been doing really good at this area, and he like caught 15 snook the other day. And I was like, Really? <laughs> So, uh, Jameson and I, uh, were trying to hot spot his shit. <laughs> yep. And it didn't work. Nope. Um, didn't see any fish of that species. Um, but we did see fish. We did. Um, I actually fed a fish and hooked it. You did. Um, yes. I don't know why or what happened other than just shitty luck. It came unbuttoned. But, uh, you know, um, mm-hmm. I, I, I think, I now have the distinction of hooking the first fish on the sword spine. I just did not technically catch yep. this fish. Um, and then I had the opportunity to repay um, the favor and get on the polling platform and pull a little while and give Jameson the opportunity mm-hmm. to fish from the front of his skiff.
2: And uh, he subsequently missed every shot he saw.
0: And, but um, the point is we were seeing fish, which was cool. Um, and then, uh, I think at some point we were both like, well, you know what, it's getting a little bit breezier and later in the day and the sun angle is just kind of hard to see fish. So, uh, we decided to pack it in and, uh, ran back to the ramp and put her on the trailer and called it a day. But it was, uh, it was a fucking good day. I mean, we, uh, we took bankers' hours to the absolute extreme. <laughs> like it, on right? it on that trip. Pulled up at what one o'clock? Yeah, one o'clock off the water. About four o'clock. Yeah,
2: right.
0: maybe I was, four I was thirty home
2: before dinner. Yeah, there
0: was no issues. Yeah, so yeah, spouses were happy, fish were happy, yeah. we were happy. Mm-hmm. It was just one of those happy days.
4: Uh-huh. I think one of my favorite fishing trips with you was early in our friendship. We went out here, and we did not, it was in the summer, we launched at 4.30.
0: Oh, yeah, evening trips and here like, are the fucking jam. I
4: don't even think we were out for an hour and a half. Um, but you got one.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah. So with all the snook talk, we, Ben and I, have mm-hmm. had a, there's a healthy population of, of bigger fish. Within the last couple years. Mm. Okay, but... Was. I,
4: was? What happened? There's a pretty good fish kill on the big so that did not make it off the flat.
3: This, I'm that's, sure they're still there. That's the direction I was okay. going with back-to-back cold fronts. Okay. The water temp has dropped right. significantly. And yes. That's what I was thinking with these bigger fish. I haven't seen...
0: Well, here's the...
3: You know, the, my, oh my God, look at all these snooks.
0: My understanding of how the cold temperatures affect the snook, mm-hmm. the big trout, mm-hmm. um, not so much the redfish, um, is if they get caught shallow... And the water temperature drops rapidly before they can egress that mm. the the shallow water, um, then that's where the mortality okay. happens. And that would if and and that only is you know like when you have a really rapidly moving, super fast drop in temperature, mm-hmm. and then a sustained period right. of cold where
3: this has been gradual,
0: right? And you know certainly there were fish killed. I mm-hmm. actually. Uh, Took a picture, a photo of a decent sized snook floating tits up uh, right at the dock at JB's um, last week. But um, I think, just from personal experience, um, you know, I went out after the 2010, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the big event. Yeah. And from the time I launched here in the neighborhood till I got to the end of the dock, I was like, I had ran out of fingers and toes counting uh, the number of big, dead snook, Mm -hmm. trout, redfish, and then just innumerable numbers of baitfish, just stingrays. I mean, it was just fucking garbage. And that was because it happened so fast, so rapidly, and got so cold. Um, because here's the, with the lower water temperatures, mm-hmm. um, you know, deeper water um, is warmer. Right. Right. So as long as they sensed the temperature was dropping and they were able to kind of skedaddle, mm-hmm. you know, to use a scientific technical term mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and and find, you know, refuge in deeper water. Yeah then they're able to post up and be okay. Um, You know, the water temperature has for sure gotten a lot chillier. Um, The other day I was walking Tiller and we cruised through the marina Mm -hmm. in New Smyrna. And the dude was working. And he, he saw me and came out and we shot the shit for 15, 20 minutes. And he pointed out and showed me fucking stacked like cordwood. Cookie cutter, twenty five pound tarpon underneath the docks in the marina. Well the marina's deep water, deep water. protected and it's a warmer spot. You got a seawall that warms things mm-hmm. up. And uh you know, those are our on the larger size of our juvenile resident mm-hmm. fish. So, like when I saw that, I was like, you know what? If those dudes made it, yeah. then, you know, the okay. bigger snook probably made it. Um, you know, did the dumber ones get caught on the flats and get killed? For sure. Yeah, but that just uh, natural selection. Yeah, natural selection. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, it's like uh, Blair Wiggins, you know, the clams that made it through the cold snap that they're using for the clam restoration project. Mm-hmm. They call those super clams. It's oh. because they're they were the ones that survived that cold, so they have the genetics that we see a value of being able to be cold tolerant and hopefully by reseeding the known clam banks areas with those super clam uh spawn that uh you know hopefully even if there is another cold event, mm-hmm. it's going to be populated we'll be to, by more cold resilient right. clams, and we'll have our filter feeders in place to help with the uh, water quality. Yeah. So,
3: which is uh, in the new proposed Indian River Lagoon twenty twenty three plan. Cool. As well, nice. It's like three hundred pages. I'm still. I was going to say
4: send me that it. because all I've heard is we've got funding uh, to the tune of a hundred million for the next. Whatever in India, and no, I was like, I've seen nothing that explains what any of that means. Well, and outside and of probably fucking feeding blubber it goes
2: to bureaucratic uh, initiatives to well, set up uh, you know,
0: studies to, and yeah, studies to study the study. Yeah. yeah, and then you know, don't stumble, bumble, and get confused that. When they brag about all the money that's coming to the Indian River Lagoon, mm-hmm. um, it's still called the Indian River Lagoon in Stewart. Stewart. Yeah. And a lot of it's, that money is probably going to get, you know, like for blue algae bait right. And, you know, to, yeah. like we're still the fucking red step, redheaded stepchild up here. Yeah. Hopefully I'm wrong. I haven't looked at the document whatsoever.
2: Going to get a couple more septic tanks out of that too.
0: Yeah. Which is part of the plan. Which is where the money is, you know, and I've, and, and again, I'm going to be like a broken fucking record. Removing septic tanks and switching to sewer is a good thing. I won't say that it's not, but that is a mitigation yeah. practice. Right. It's not a mm. restoration practice. And yeah. right now, we desperately need restoration. There, yeah.
3: in that section, I just glanced over it real quick. Um, there's a new initiative for a super filter septic upgrade where... Homeowner pays, but they're, you know, they get a kickback. Right. Kind of like a, the solar, like a rebate. Deal. Yeah.
0: Rebate. Um, I, I saw um, there's a, a group out there that's got a uh, survey online that you mm-hmm. can take. Mm-hmm. And you're invited to take it, um, even though you're not really who they want um, to take it. Um, but they'll use your data somehow, some way, because the data that they're really trying to mine with the survey is if you're, you know, one of the star bellied sneeches, mm-hmm. uh, meaning you're, you're one of the privileged, uh, you know, voices of captain so-and-so. Right. This is more so about if you're a guide, how has the, uh, loss of water quality affected your quality of life and your business. And they want to quantify that so that, uh,
2: economic,
0: you know, they can, impact. they can look at the economic impact, uh, which to me is really should be like one of the last things on the list yeah. as far as like, you know, if you're using public lands as your office uh, as your business venture, mm-hmm. then, you know you're of a very, 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 very tiny minority. Like here in Merritt Island National Wildlife Refuge, I think what there's 80 um, yeah. folks that have the whether they're operating kayak tours, fishing charters, birding. Like there's only 80 fucking like guide yeah. permits. How many? of us regular people on a daily weekly basis monthly yearly basis utilize the lagoon a tremendous number more so it's like you know well how how did that what the what was the economic impact of that that's the greater economic impact people stopped coming over from orlando Mm Oviedo, longwood because of it so in turn you know, Goodrich doesn't have as many people buying lunch. Uh, mm-hmm. The meth lab doesn't sell as many Bush lattes. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. hotels don't you know book up as mm-hmm. much. You know, who knows what those are? Sure. Yeah, but I just thought it was it was interesting that you know it was like. Hey, anybody that wants to take this survey, take the survey, you know, and, and then it kind of got like marbles in the mouth mumbly at the end about, you know, what the true purpose of it was. And, uh, you know, I can remember from eighth grade science class, you know, I'm no PhD, um, that the scientific method, the scientific process, um, you have to have, uh, you know, a hypothesis and then you set out to either prove or disprove your own hypothesis and you have to, you know, almost be like a referee. You have to be a neutral party to uh, be objective. And the person that's conducting the study is actually married to or, you know, engaged, uh, very closely affiliated with... Licensed folks that operate fishing guide yeah. guided trips mm. in the lagoon. So it's like, is this really genuine, or is it? Was there a bias read into it, or, or, or is the bias going to be read into it? Because you know, there's what, what, what's the old saying? There's statistics and damn statistics. Yep. Exactly. So mm. I, I don't hold much uh, hope for that data telling us anything other than what that group wants it to tell us um but hey they're working hard yeah so that's what matters Mm. and this i did see something just
3: because of jameson's i
0: did see something the other day too now that we're talking about (laughs) uh like guides and captains and uh you know the superior class that uh, understands how things work better yeah. than folks like ourselves here at the table. The elites, um, the elites, the elite class. Um, there is a big kerfuffle. Oh, um, oh, yes. Larry. There the is a
5: are
0: <laughs> the feathers are <laughs> ruffled down south. Apparently, Ooh. tarpon fishing in tournaments can only be done by that folks that that own chalets yeah. in Western states and come to the Keys uh, and fish with the same guy that they've been fishing with for yep. years and can only fish tournaments if the chalet is of a certain um, socioeconomic uh, level and class because if... We got together mm. and said, Hey, we're gonna have a just a good old boy tournament.
4: Yeah.
0: Um, and I think it's funny because there there There's is there boy. is a there is a tournament <laughs> called the Poor Boy Tournament. <laughs> okay. It's not where, poor. Yeah, it's not poor, but it originally started out where it was like, Hey, all these fucking elites have their tournaments. Yep. Let's have one for just like you know, most blue collar folks. And even that got hijacked, right? Right. But um I did see that um there was a voice that I have so far not seen in a story that's like talking of the blasphemy that's going on. And I believe that voice may have been squelched because their TV show is distributed by Waypoints TV. Okay. And Waypoints is a supporter and actually does this... Dirty, nasty, fucking tournament that's coming. Okay. So I was, I was, I haven't really looked into it because I don't give enough of a shit about it, right? Um, but I thought it was. I was like, wait a second. One of the larger voices that should be being heard about this is suspiciously silent. I haven't seen like mm-hmm. their outrage post, yeah, um, being circulated. And then I saw that. Mm-hmm. They
3: new seasons coming uh, out too,
0: right? Yeah, and so, I was like, whoa, wait a second. Maybe some of this is financially motivated. Yeah. Yeah. I
3: did I did look into the tournament. Uh-huh. And it, it is a tournament. But it takes place in three places.
0: Yeah, it's a it, it's a tournament series. Sarasota,
3: it, uh the old Punta Gorda. Uh, yep. And then Alamarada. This individual was just keys-based. Right. Yeah.
2: Um, and... Well, no, that's all they care about is the keys.
3: Don't mess with
2: the guide relationship and the keys. You have to pay your $7,000 a day
3: and the tournament fee to get into the right. prestigious tournaments. and. I don't know who any of... There's no anglers listed. It's 30 teams of two anglers. Right. But the Isla Morata is taking place right at the height of Tarpon season.
0: Which... Which makes sense because those, makes sense that's why the other guys are down there. It's the yeah, height of the season. That, why would they? Why would they have their tarpon season during the off season?
3: So, the guides that aren't in the elite Gold Cup, you know, uh-huh. prestigious, right? You know, they they've earned and paid. Um,
0: Which I follow and and, yeah, and you sure. know I, I I root for certain people and you know I, I enjoy say, watching it.
3: He's carpet bagging uh-huh. he does not live down there,
0: right okay <laughs> he
3: holds no no stock in the right um, he's
0: no conch
3: no, but he's one of the in crowd, not in the tarpon world in in his mind he is I want to say a name so bad, but it's do it no, who the fuck no. cares? No, we'll keep it cordial for now until he says something else um. I just think he wanted to like toot his own horn. Like, well, well, I'm going to be here, and all these tournaments that have been going on since, you know, old George Hamill and all the old guys. And well, now you got a new thing coming in, and I'm not a part of it. Well, I'm going to be down here with my clients.
4: I, and they, it went under the guise of safety. Yeah. In the sense of like they don't, they
0: don't know how to run the they back. Don't know how to run
4: the back country, so that was this is a terrible
0: idea. Well, see, I didn't see the safety argument. I saw the thirty you
4: know, extra boats.
0: They're gonna yeah, the thirty extra boats are gonna destroy because even even the the sun drenched leather skinned. You know, veterans that have been running it for thirty years still have, right. you know, have difficulty. It's it, it's it's a dangerous proposition. Every time they go out, it's so it's so sketchy back there. And these guys that are coming that are new are going to do nothing but destroy that. You know,
3: it's, but it's not the backcountry. Like they're not going to run Alamarada all the way up and around to get into whitewater. To they're
0: going to uh, uh, yeah, and fuck as sh- they do and, and but, uh, at
4: the end of the day, here's what it goes yet. back to that like intellectual property on the water
0: that you don't own shit anyway. So well, like, it's it, not yours. It goes back to me. It goes back even further of how did we get to where we are today? Mm-hmm. All those guys have been down there for thirty years mm-hmm. doing it, <laughs> and they didn't say shit. They didn't, you know, it, what, did it sneak up on them? No, they didn't give a shit till it got to the point where it affected them financially. Right, and now suddenly it's like. Everybody in the future is not allowed down here. We Only we can be here because we know and we care about this place. We haven't cared for the last 50 years when we right. drove it into the fucking ground. We We all silently watched the newspaper reports of the big fish of the tournament continue to get smaller and smaller and smaller. And whether... We were the frog in the pot that didn't see the water coming and yeah. feel it boil. Or we did it knowingly. It doesn't matter. You, it, it happened on your fucking watch. Yeah. And, and now to vilify some guys that are simply wanting to do the same damn thing you did is come yeah. to the Keys and have fun. A little disingenuous, in my opinion. Have, 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 you,
3: have you seen it in the upper echelon? Of of guides saying, because I'm talking the bottom guy.
0: Oh, I you know no, I've seen I've seen from that all the way up to yeah a few rookie guides like I would say rookie like new to the, Mm -hmm. but I've also seen very loud voices um, that have published uh, books on how to fish tarpon. Um,
3: oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I, I forgot about that one. And, <laughs> and,
0: and, and, you know, how did that person end up down there? And, and not long ago, they were arguing, well, how many tens of thousands of dollars do I have to spend before I am allowed to run around down here? I mean, did we ever establish what that number is? Ooh, because maybe maybe these guys that are coming down here have met that fucking criteria, and we just don't know it. Right. We need to examine their resumes and see yeah. the receipts. Uh, we we need to see uh, tax returns. And uh, as long as they've got uh, enough expenses from previous keys, y- 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 yes, sir, you're allowed in. You, <laughs> sir, turn around, and go back to Everglades City. Yeah. Or not Ever, Florida City. Um Maybe next year, by the time you get enough clout, then you'll be allowed in. Um, you, yes, you, oh, yeah, I see on your tax return, you've been down here enough. Yep, come on. Ooh, I like your house out there in Big Hole. Come on down. Thank you. Um, so, uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's just the, the haves are trying to keep some of what they consider to be the have-nots right. in check. And it even goes crazier than that, like within the guiding community itself who you're speaking about Mm -hmm. what about the guides that have never guided full time year round in the hallowed grounds known as the Florida Keys
5: Mm -hmm.
0: and they've cut their teeth elsewhere Mm -hmm. they've established their name elsewhere Mm -hmm. grown tired of elsewhere because it became popularized by film overran by everybody that's going you know to do things and they're like finally they throw their hands up and say fuck it i'm going to florida and i'll just be a keys guide and they are fucking embraced wrapped in in, in hugs put on the fucking TV show just like they've been there for decades. Yeah. It's like, how did that work? You know, because it's it's contrary to the way that you're treating the other guy that quietly came down. He may not have cut his teeth the way that the manifesto requires, but neither did the other guy. Right, yeah. But one is welcome, the other is shit on. Yep. And, and you know the the, the and i'm going to back up and add one last thing to the the funny um the the thing that made me laugh about that survey that I saw for for our home waters was the information that we gather from this survey that you can take but we really don't need your information we're really looking for the elite, the, the, the charter captain, that information that we develop will be used so that the group of elites will be able to use this data to affect science-based changes in water quality to improve the water quality, which sounds wonderful. I'm, I, if If they could fucking wave... Their magic uh, G Loomis rod and and make it all go away. <laughs> I, I, I'm Who's all for it. Last year we I'm, I'm all for it. Raise your well, to the but sky but but, but but I also recognize that here where we live, they can't get a fucking guide association right. together started in in stick. Mm-hmm. They all fucking hate each other. They all talk shit about each other. There's no, like, at least in the Keys, the Lower Keys Guide Association, the Florida Keys Guide Association, those are real organizations with real fucking, you know, documentation behind them, with like, that really do stuff. With a voice. With a voice that's listened to. And, you know, to say, well, we're going to use this to. I mean, I look at the fucking. Uh, it doesn't exist here. So yeah. you're creating supposedly this plan that's going to be implemented by a group that doesn't exist.
2: Well, they have a social media page.
0: Well, I'm not even saying that's that. A whole different I'm thing. not even saying <laughs> that alliance. Oh, wait, that I'm saying I'm oh. saying a, the grou- the larger group, the eighty, the oh, eighty yeah. permitted. Yeah, you know, yeah, the permitted, not, to be not the ultra elite that uh, are going to ride range over the eighty.
3: Got it, okay. You know. The one that, you sure. know, came up here recently and hasn't been up here in, like, the past 120 days. That was a rerun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a rerun. <laughs>
2: okay. Oh, but, you know, I bet down at the the Lower Keys and the Keys Guide Association, they still talk shit about each other, just like we do here, but they do band together. They do ba- they when band it, When the time together. comes. Oh, yeah. there's
0: definitely clicks within the organization, I'm sure. Um and, you know, at at some point, um, you know, you have to recognize that uh, this area of Florida is uh, a deep water fishery.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> yeah. Break out your trolling rods and plugs. And <laughs> That's right.
0: Everybody go to Rip the inlet. <laughs> go to the inlet. But uh, good Lord, it's just... Uh, how did we get here? What what were we talking um, about? We were talking uh,
3: about tournaments, I think. Tournaments,
0: that's right. Speaking of tournaments, yeah. speaking of tournaments, major
3: league fishing tarpon.
0: There's, uh, I guess, uh, down in, uh, you know, it's a the slippery, Mecca. it's a fucking slippery slope, man. <laughs> it's it's such a slippery fucking slope. Now that the word is out on how fucking hot that yes. shit is in Melbourne, um, they are starting to exclude the common everyday angler and uh there's a, a new outfitter in town that yes. uh has elevated the uh the guide folk down there, and only the guide folk are going to be permitted to uh participate in a prestigious <sighs> tournament of snookery um, yes. <laughs> that uh is sure i mean like i I'm hoping that they'll sell tickets uh, to the weigh-in, like uh, you know the the Bassmaster, because uh, I'd like to be, be there. there. I'd like <laughs> to be there because uh, I mean I've heard that there's people that have expressed interest in going down there and displaying their angling acumen, uh, you know, as far away as like a hundred miles away, because you know if you're gonna field a tournament of you know. 30 teams, mm-hmm. um, you know, you've got 28 teams outside of Melbourne that are going to have to show up. Yes.
3: That all fish in one area.
0: Yeah. Can it. you imagine? <laughs> I hope they do a shotgun start. Can you imagine all of them trying to to wedge <laughs> into the five spots in the intercoastal waterway that, that you know, it. are prime areas and then the squabbling for everybody that has to go <gasps> suck hind tit, you we know, somewhere all, else?
3: We could all... Low hole.
0: Be there Be already. There already. <laughs> <laughs> we could. Oh, but they're going to come in and, uh, on their trolling motor. And, hey, man, I'm fishing a tournament today, man. That's my spot. I've been fishing that spot all week and bumping fish up. I know fish are there. You're, you're in my damn spot. The <laughs> funny thing, one of the guide participants
4: is the same wait, wait, wait. guide who is upset about the carpetbaggers. Coming to Isla Morada, yes, Mm -hmm. and they're gonna carpet bag. Oh yeah, this area.
3: Well, it's not. It's not. Well, that's because. Let's be honest
2: here. It's Melbourne
3: because it's because one is a local hero, Mm -hmm. boys.
0: So, I guess my question is: Where is the wisdom in putting together that tournament? um and which is inviting apparently mm-hmm. folks to uh travel from outside of the area mm-hmm. to create a super shitty experience for everybody on the water for 2 days and only compound the pressure in what has been federally designated an imperiled right. waterway. Yeah,
3: I'm gonna need Spook Ben. I'm
0: guessing. To come out I'm guessing and get uh, some
3: more information and
0: ang- Spook- anglers for conservation probably isn't endorsing this no. down there. Anglers
4: for conservation is not that I know of. I haven't heard nothing about them. Um,
3: I just want to see the list of names so I can.
4: I can give you the, the names left. I know of. Yeah,
3: I know I, I can um, think of a I got,
4: few. I'd probably have ten of the fifteen that have committed. Oh wow. Oh so we've got half the field now? Half the field is Is that is that, or, is that individuals? That is the captain portion. I don't know who all of them no. are. Who their anglers with, are. Who their sport sports is are. gonna be. Yeah. Yeah. Which
3: has to be a guide. No, it does not. It does not. Uh, the, okay. The guide That's where I was no, mistaken. The, no,
4: no, no. The, the guide has you have to have a guide. Yeah. Um, what defines a guide? Certified Coast Guard captain, arch Marine, um, <laughs> license one so, license. Thank you. Yeah. That's what I was like for. Hundred You have to have a six pack, or I I think you just you gotta got to be the same person who <laughs> fudged their hours on their captain's log and got the stamp. That's what you got. The little I got orange passport passes.
0: When I was like thirteen, to they have 0. the they have Is the red count? book. The red book. They have the. Merchant Marine um credential. So and Twick card. T- yes.
4: <laughs> not the not the Twink card, which is similar <laughs> but different. Um, and they're certified In CPR. Are there are there Correct.
3: boundaries? Like
4: I don't you can't believe so.
3: Go past Pinita and you can't. Go i I don't know the answer to
4: that south like, I, sailfish well, flat
0: I hope that there are no boundaries because I, be- I want to believe I was told no boundaries if if there are boundaries and I were an elite guide yes. that had entered that tournament, I would preemptively
2: live well fish
0: no I would preemptively <laughs> lodge a formal complaint mm-hmm. that I did not pay a hundred and five thousand dollars for my Chitum to be restricted to not be able to run at seventy Open miles an hour. Up. All the way back home to fish for snook and run all the way back up there just in time for weigh-in to be able to say, "See, well, I told you I was a bad, think, s- bad mama." I think one of them's
4: doing it in a yellow fin.
0: Okay. Um,
4: Deep water fishery. Uh-huh. Um, it is spin and fly.
0: Oh, it's there, both. Well, it's, are there two divisions? two divisions. It's not. Do you have to declare your division? Or you can, I like, so. switch back switch and forth? Switch back and
2: forth. I don't. I it's don't 2023. You can switch as much as you want. <laughs> Whatever you identify as you are In the leader. morning,
0: I was identifying as a fly angler in the afternoon. Which because it got, it got windy, <laughs> I started identifying as a conventional angler. Which happens at the RCI tournament every year. Oh, yeah. When did they did I submit that photo of that snook that I caught on the mullet inadvertently by, as a fly caught fish? By, right. Oopsie!
3: Yeah, by two of the same individuals, one who's complaining about the keys. Yes. Yeah. It it all comes full circle. It's it's,
0: it's like the it's Illuminati.
4: maniacal, isn't it?
2: It's they it's need to just, add a manatee.
3: Oh,
4: those category.
3: The, the, they're leaf. feeding so, another fifty tons of but lettuce, if you
4: back. look on the opening <laughs> post and I burning. mentioned I said
2: would be like kids fishing a stock Do pond. you think
4: this helps build the community you're trying to build? No. And I said because I see someone commenting on your post like what about us that don't have a guide that just want to come fish your tournament? It puts- a. There was no response to that question. B. I don't know if you'd say off the record or on the record. I was like, "Well, we're gonna have another tournament for
0: this okay. open to the public." I am not a meme guy, right? Correct. I'm very, I am very. I'm yeah. not I'm not big, on the record I, multiple I'm, times. I'm not really big into memes, but suddenly a meme mm-hmm. just popped into my head, and it would be just a regular sport. Holding his fly rod, mm-hmm. and under it it says, "Well, what about us? We don't have a guide? Are we welcome to question mark and on the other half of the meme mm-hmm. is an angler on a very expensive, let's say like a Maverick. Yeah. And I'm wearing a Harry Goods hat. hmm And I've got a cigar that I've just pulled a nice, you know, rip off of and there's smoke coming out of my mouth and underneath it, it says, I wonder what the poor people are doing today. LOL. <laughs> and yeah. at the very bottom, it says... Harry Good Invitational Snook Tournament 2023. And that would be the perfect meme to capture what's happening with this tournament. We're going to alienate the majority of who keep your shop open and placate the guys that don't even work in your area other than they're coming in for a chance to, what, win some money from a tournament?
4: You know what it is. Yeah, I'm not sure what the prizes are. Um, should be decent given the entry fee and how what much. What is
0: the, the entry fee? 200 bucks.
3: Yeah, also, well, that's okay because, you know, most of the field. Uh, we'll cover when they're that not, gas to get there and back. When they're not part-time guiding, uh, are working in the lawn care industry. <laughs> Um. <laughs> no 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 Ben knows so <laughs> or, or they're rock chuckers
2: you, <laughs> you you asked a question earlier Ben as to how, how yeah. this grows uh, the community Well, <laughs> and the truth is it doesn't what it does do is put that name of that new shop into guides mouths from all over the place and hey that one time I was down there in Melbourne and while they're talking to guides, it might get, you know, the name of the shop put out in front of and that sport on the bow.
4: And Yeah, and
0: you know where else it, it puts that name of that shop in, in people's mouths? Yeah. I'm around an around an old oak table <laughs> <laughs> that and that is looking at how it's bifurcating you know two different classes of people and sure. by by no means am i saying that he's doing the wrong thing nope. to do right he's got to do him yeah, you right know, you do sure. you boo oh yeah if you want to rub elbows and smoke cigars and say well hey what are the poor people doing this weekend because we're just living it up and having a tournament that they are not allowed to be in they're not worthy of our time and effort this weekend. We're just going to cater to the guides and the folks that can afford two days of guided fishing in the name of a tournament. Knock yourself out. They may buy that $1,000 rod this weekend, but that's probably a one-time deal for one weekend out of 52 that happen every year. So good luck.
5: Yeah.
0: More power to you. Hope that's go, your business model. Well. Hope it goes well. I, I By no means am I wishing ill on their business i just you know it, it's it's just anecdotal to the whole you know the keys are up in arms over this tournament because we're up in arms not up in arms but we think this is a ridiculous tournament because yeah and they think it's a good tournament because so i mean there's always different yeah. alternate views oh yeah but uh Again, it's the reason we do a dinghy derby and not a tournament. That's you know, exactly. anybody can fucking drive around in a boat and pick up a poker chip and fucking drink a beer on a sandbar. That's right. And, well, and at the end of, <laughs> and at the, end of <laughs> and at the end of the day, it's but it's benefiting the right. folks that are actually doing some, you know, feet wet, hands dirty work yeah. to do the real heavy lifting. So We've but you, you can't associate so with that, that was, riffraff.
3: You can't put your name on that. That's like, right. And a bunch of yahoos having a good time.
0: That's right. So um, I think that what we're talking about would allow for a good segue okay. um, into, you know, like the, the outrage, the outrage of this tournament. Um, I want to, I want to, I want to say that they're and, and sorry to make you relive this a second time.
4: No, that's okay.
0: There Ben was the victim of a hate crime. Of I hated it. Internet no, I I didn't, I internet not. hate um mob mentality over a simple post of coming out of wherever he was and seeing a raft of ducks come up off the water turn towards them so that they could see, oh my God, look at how many ducks there are, take a picture and post it and say, good Lord, did you see how many fucking ducks there are? Right. And the duck boys... Big mad. Dude, they they were big mad. And I, and I would really like to know,
5: mm-hmm.
0: is it like Batman, where the bat signal goes up? Because duck boys can... Fucking sniff out and pile onto a fucking internet I, post like no other.
3: So they really got on Ben. I followed up with a similar post of mm-hmm. the similar bird that's here every year,
0: falling out of the sky for by, no reason by the
3: hundreds of thousands. I and I didn't get as much hate, but it, it started to go, and then I was like, I "Got him to pump the brakes." Yeah, I started to have a conversation, and it's like, because it was like, oh, that bird can't fall out of the sky. You you fucking hit it. No, the, probably the bird was fucking tired.
0: Or... or All or, the
3: boats going up and down the river of them trying to, you know...
0: Yeah. Or it could have been a duck that got fucking winged.
3: And yeah. Yeah.
4: Flew, flew you off. might have shot
0: that <laughs> duck last week, bro, and he's
3: fucking,
4: like, yeah. over it. Plenty yeah. Of crippled birds flying still. Yeah. The...
3: But Ben got it good. It's well, an in algorithm. I,
0: and, and dude, how, how fucked up is it that you get so hopped up that you're like texting all your buddies on a fucking Wednesday afternoon to hurry over to Instagram yeah. to give somebody shit over like turning towards a raft of fucking ducks? And two days later, you plan on fucking murdering the same ducks. Like, exactly. There's a disconnect there. Like, the- Ben made a mistake of turning towards them. And what I thought was really fucking funny Mm -hmm. is there's nothing like a good internet brouhaha to bring out the legal scholars. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, And they're like, way to go, man. You just outed yourself for committing a federal crime.
3: And I got somebody that commented like that on mine, mm-hmm. and I said, "I have, you know, documented that I reported this bird. Drop said bird off at said sanctuary down by yeah. Ben's little bird place. Uh
0: huh. Like, and then it was like, oh, crickets, yeah. Choop, choop. Choop, choop. Yeah. Well, here's here's what I I noted was, and I don't know whether somebody private message to you or whatever but they sent like the the cfr you know yes uh to ben to, to show him like see see you committed a crime you're 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 a dummy you're out there like self-reporting you you know you're self-snitching motherfucker and that person is so fucking brain dead that they didn't read What they sent Ben before they hit send. (laughs) It applies specifically and only in a fucking wildlife refuge. Mm -hmm. What wildlife refuge are you in in Melbourne? I'm not. Okay. No. Um. And then, if you really want to get technical, um, I believe it's an infraction. It's not a crime. Right. Um for a law to actually be a specify and create a crime, a law has to have a defined violation mm-hmm. as well as a defined punishment. Um if you read that document that right. they sent you, it was like at the discretion of the superintendent, you know, this could happen, that could happen. That that would get thrown out of court yeah. as unconstitutional as far as being, like, something that could be enforced, mm-hmm. because it has to be in black and white. If you do this, it's a misdemeanor, and it's punishable by this. If you do that, it's a misdemeanor, too, punishable by this, you know, um... You know, for years and years, uh, the example in Florida, and I'm shifting from federal law to state law here. Um, If you went to a club, um, like in downtown Orlando, um, there used to be like bathroom attendants. Um, And one of the things that they would always have that you could buy, just like buy the single, is like a clove cigarette. And... If you've ever smoked a clove cigarette, they're delicious. They're delicious, right? Uh, you know, yeah. And uh, clove cigarettes, people would always be like, "Oh man, clove cigarettes are awesome," but they're illegal in Florida, and literally in the statute book, probably to this day, there is a prohibition of clove cigarettes. <laughs> I could I could get you the I could get you the Florida <laughs> state statute number. Right. Wow. However, when the legislature wrote the statute prohibiting and outlawing clove cigarettes what they did not do was attach what the penalty was so again like i'm saying there's a without a penalty it's not a crime right um and and like it got enjoined by a court meaning it was like you know it it got thrown out and the court said hey this is not written properly it can't be enforced because even if the person was standing in court looking at the judge with that hey judge you you. you know and was smoking (laughs) (sighs) what are you gonna do about it, judge (sighs) the judge would would look at the sentencing guidelines and say Well, this doesn't even define if it's a misdemeanor, a felony, a level, you know, like a a second-degree misdemeanor, first-degree misdemeanor. It doesn't tell me anything of what it is. So, like, yeah, you're standing here blowing fucking clove smoke at me, but other than it says that that's prohibited, there's nothing I can do about it, and I can't just make shit up. So no one can enforce this law in the state of Florida because guess what? It's not really a fucking law. Yeah, And then when the legislature was notified hey dumb shits you didn't really pass a bill that actually created a law they're like fuck it we don't care right. and it just never got re- like, they didn't care to the level that they didn't even remove it from the statutes it yeah. just it's been sitting there forever as this fucking idiotic fucking yeah and and same thing with like you know you didn't commit a crime because Number one, they were talking about a violation of, you know, like it's the difference between like a crime and a a speeding ticket. One is an infraction. It's a civil infraction. And you get a civil penalty, meaning a, a fine. You pay the man. You write a check. You maybe get points on your license. With this, if a wildlife resource officer of the federal government saw you do it, And then there was a bunch of qualifying words with the intent of disturbing, with the intent of doing this thing. Dude, you were coming out of a fucking creek or away from a shoreline headed to the Intracoastal Waterway. Correct. Which is how we transit the East mm -hmm. Coast. You know, are they going to stop every yacht that comes down the intercoastal that those birds flush from? No. no. Why? Because they didn't intend to fucking move the birds. The birds had to move or get run over.
4: And the funny point to that argument was everyone's like, he could have gone around. Gone around what?
0: The 10 acres of birds?
4: And then someone's like, yeah. They're like, well, what about when you're running a creek and you flush? And they're like, well, you can't get around them. You just got to flush them. (laughs) But
0: by your own definition, that's breaking the law. You're still breaking the law. But that's the thing. You can't pick and choose. You did you intentionally flush them? No, they flushed because I happened to go by. Yeah. Not I'm out there. Like if you were out there running around in circles endlessly all day going, woohoo. Yeah. Yeah, you're intentionally out there flushing them with the intent probably to, you know, fuck with them. But again,
2: which I've seen a, done in duck boats, by the way. According
0: oh, yeah. to <laughs> according to the the document that you were given to show you how you had yes. self snitched on a federal mm-hmm. crime, you weren't in an area where it would apply because that was a a policy in a uh, that was written for a specific mm-hmm. right area. Within yeah. a, a refuge. A I got in trouble for, for landing a, a float plane here in Mosquito Lagoon. Yeah. No no. But if I had landed a hundred yards west of where I landed, yeah. I would have been outside of their jurisdiction and they couldn't have said a thing to me. And you know, I mean it's like Yeah. You know Location matters.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: So yep. Yep. and and again, like the, they were like just don't do it again. Like somebody somebody like fucking some and fun killer saw you do it and yeah. called us. Like we don't give a shit, and but it, because mean, they called we have to say something. You know, right. it's like ridiculous. It's pretty
3: cool, like you said, to see the ten acres that just it, came alive because a manatee farted and a bubble touched its foot. Right. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know well, and then it was there's a hundred thousand teal in the air.
4: This <laughs> one starts lifting and I was like yeah. Oh my god! I've never seen this before in my life. Right? Like this, I. It was an incalculable estimation of how many oh fucking god. birds yeah, there were. Is, right. right? Yeah.
3: And if you catch them in the morning, you can hear them, and it sounds like rain coming in.
4: Yeah. Dude, <laughs> The fucking temperature dropped, like when they're yeah yeah they covered the sun up, right yeah and like where we were fishing and coming out of there's a sandbar that runs right out to.
0: Don't feel like you have to justify yourself. I'm
4: not, but I'm just saying. So you have to go straight or south. Mm -hmm. We were trying to go north. So they were lifting. So you're like, fuck it, let's go. And then this group doesn't take off as fast. And next thing you know, you're like, you're...
0: You're in them. Well, it was clear and evident. Like you slowed down and stopped. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you, you weren't trying to run it. Uh, right. I, yeah.
5: I, again, I don't care.
0: I brought like, it up because I thought it was funny that if anybody sees stuff on the internet and decides to become a legal scholar yeah. at that moment, just do your go go to the law library first. Count right. to ten, and, exactly. and you know, think about it before you yep. actually self own by you know claiming that you you've caught somebody doing a federal crime exactly
2: they're just butt hurt they've been hunting the same I'd, hole all year they ain't seen shit well
0: it you should have seen and it was a running it dang
3: a three, skiff with yep. millions of birds shoulda seen me on the nasa causeway with my net gun and <laughs> fired that son of a bitch up got about 12 of them
0: the uh, <laughs> 12 man limit <laughs> The apparently for that species, it's I, I saw somebody came on and was like, "Yeah, you, you, you did, you did get your limit, you did get your limit. You, <laughs> you only had one of them there, mud ducks. Yep, nasty
3: ass. The, the uh, oh, sorry,
0: James was it teal? I thought no, it, was it was blue, blue bills or blue something. Bills. Yeah, blue some bloods.
3: Dirty ass saltwater uh, bird, not a real duck. Whatever.
4: No, it was just funny. <laughs> You don't and, have to kill them. And again, posted it thinking like, oh my God, this is so cool. I've never experienced it. I bet there's a bunch of other people who have never seen anything like this. Yeah.
3: I bet you a bunch of them too have this little adapter you can put on your trailer hitch mm-hmm. to where you slam the bird down on the beehole and you rip it back up, and it pulls all your inside
0: 36 CFR 2.2. you
4: seen that? Yes. It's nice. The uh, The funny thing about it was two like Just meme pages <laughs> grabbed it. Oh really? And the, I think the part that pisses me off the most is they did a screen recording of my reel. Oh god. So I didn't even get credit for all the views they got. They just
3: I did say that to my I was I said to him I said thank you for the follows. Yes.
4: Yeah. <laughs> and and then the the DMs rolled in and I was like, "Bro, chill the fuck out." So
3: I went and I tagged on mine uh-huh. the individuals yes. that, uh, it, it, it was the first four that yeah. were like, uh, one I got a question mark from. Yeah. Uh, the other one, I I think the 16-year-old was like, you know, something or other.
0: So, so, subsection 2.2 is wildlife protection. And uh, under A, the following are prohibited. Number one, the taking of wildlife except by authorized hunting and trapping activities conducted in accordance with paragraph B of this section, um, which is below. Number two, the feeding... Did you feed those ducks, Ben? No. Okay. <laughs> Touching? Did you touch any of them? No. Nope. I wish I could have. Did could. you tease any of them?
4: No.
2: <laughs> no jokes were told. What about molesting? Yeah. Did you molest Did you, Did
0: you say boo? Did you try to frighten any of those ducks? No. Okay. Did you intentionally disturb any of them while they were nesting, breeding, or... Undertaking any other activities. Negative. All right. So not only were we not in the proper place for this to apply, had you even been in the proper place for this to apply, right? it would have been very hard for an officer to articulate probable cause of believing that you did any of that. So great. Yeah. Great waste of uh, internet time and effort. Yes. But they memed you twice. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh yeah, they didn't tag
4: it. I'm No, they, they did. Pages. I just didn't
0: share them. So either. they say so they memed Ben, and poor Mark saw a maimed duck that they had maimed. Yeah. The memers and maimers, them duck hunters. Yes,
3: I did the, get the one kid, Garrett, to delete his account. He <laughs> oh he went gone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that
3: <laughs> he was like, "Oh shit!" They shot back. <laughs> no, he got serious real quick and. He said to me, and I'm not going to read my response here, but he said, uh, not my fault your shitty parents didn't teach you to respect wildlife. Yeah. And then I got reported because of my response to him. (laughs) (laughs) Because he was a young adult. Okay. I referenced his mother's actions. (laughs) <laughs> she should have closed oh, one And opened the other and swallowed Oh god oh. And then that's where he kind of Disappeared off the internet Well, <laughs> Don't you come at my friends bro
4: Mom She's <laughs> like what are you doing on the internet with adults Get
3: off Don't you come at my friends
4: Delete your Instagram
3: yeah.
4: Take that sticker off
3: the back window of your truck Kids these days <laughs> yeah, It dude. was some I got peace, so y'all keep going Supposedly on the way up to the shop yesterday, I passed Ben doing 120 with a cop behind him. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Um, well, I think tournaments and, uh, duck Ducks. shenanigans, we're going to throw that to rest. Um, you know, I think that, uh, we're haters. The, some of the more recent, um, huge fly fishermen videos, have actually been entertaining again, Mm -hmm. and I've been watching them. Um, Less trouty, just like more general kind of stuff. Fly fishing stuff. Yeah, but um, I made a note in show notes. Um, Ben, during at least one of his videos recently, was like, uh, you know, hey, you know, I appreciate, you know, you know, some of you guys have like given me like, you know, show ideas or, you know, video ideas. And because he was talking about, you know, I've been doing this this long. I, you know, I can't believe it's been going this long. And, you know, I'd worry you know, worried I'd run out of stuff. Not that I would run out of stuff, but, you know, like, you know, anyway, but, you know, here I am, you know, three years later and I'm still going at it. And, you know, some of you guys have helped me out by giving me ideas. And, you know, if you have one, send it. And, you know, then, uh he mentioned which uh he typically does now that uh there is other content available um on on his
2: uh OnlyFans
0: on his OnlyFans <laughs> and uh what is it exclusive premium content. Premium, premium content. Um
2: that's where he t- shows all ladies.
0: <laughs> so I thought it would be fun uh, since Ben was uh, asking, you know, his his followers if they had any ideas for, you know, things to for for future videos, and especially maybe that would land behind the the paywall mm-hmm. in his OnlyFans area. Um, I think that the huge fly fisherman, because, you know, he travels a lot. Yeah. yeah, Should uh, start doing, like, uh, hot dog reviews. And it's just Ben eating and enjoying a hot dog. And, of course, it would have to be in the OnlyFans area. Because, you know, Ben eating hot dogs would be a little too risque for YouTube. It's mildly scandalous for YouTube. Yeah.
2: Would we include, like, um
3: bratwurst I was going to say because he
4: could two two go you know oh it,
0: the larger the sausage in probably a, the better
3: the great state of wisconsin cylindrical in a, shape
0: in a bun and, criteria and, well i don't even know if that like cuz i mean if you if you limit it to you know like having to be on a bun like what if he were visiting here in oak hill and we took him to the math lab say mm-hmm. and huh? they have the big jar of the pickled oh
2: hot uh, mama's. That's uh, fair. No,
0: no i thought they were called uh, little chubbies or or big chubbies I or think whatever that's
3: the pickle there's there's a there's, couple yeah
0: yeah you know yeah, it's you're like right. it's like dog pecker red sausage oh, yeah, yeah, floating yeah. you know like i mean Delicious. i would actually i would actually consider buying premium content if it was you know ben going to the meth lab and slurping down. slurping down like the the old pickled jarred sausage there with the uh, erection specialist cheering him on yeah i mean that would be sure. that would be content
5: oh,
0: um she was actually up there tonight when i stopped through oh 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 fish and grits Yes. He, he got brave. He, he slapped it's it <laughs> still up. Okay, it's still up on pump 1. Uh, but uh, I didn't I don't I, I couldn't find any stickers in my yeah. Jeep, which is fucking sacrilege. Um, would, I was thinking about I would
3: get quite the collection again yeah, until corporate or franchise Yeah, until comes they around Yeah. And,
0: so we're we're putting the the word out um you know we're you know, the, we're going to fly the freak flag if you come through Oak Hill pump 1 needs a sticker yeah. stat any kind of fly fishing sticker let's try to cover that seven bitch one more time right. cuz okay.
3: oh the $500 mm. fine versus the 100,000s of dollars i made in, in beer. gasoline he, beer
0: yeah <laughs> yeah um so i uh, i think it would be awesome if if that thing revitalized what else what we got um
2: Speaking of stickers, I think I hear Uh-oh. the mail barge right oh. the corner. <laughs>
5: uh, <laughs> um,
2: and I wanted to actually talk about this because I went to two fly shops on my most recent trip um, out to the west in the great state of Oregon. Took the Oregon Trail. Oregon. Oregon. Um, and unfortunately, both fly shops I went to did not have
3: any shop stickers. What wow. the
0: holy hell! I was so upset.
3: I've I've seen that a did lot. You, out did you did
0: you like demand to talk to the fucking manager?
2: <laughs> no, I just it, I just let it go. It's off season for them. Okay, you know, it's winter time. They're more focused on the slopes.
0: Okay, ah. so you got
2: a bunch of skiing stickers. Okay, and a couple couple of fly fishing stickers. Okay. Fight,
0: fight. fight. Are we going to arm wrestle? I was going to say,
3: start down here because Larry will pilfer them. (laughs) (laughs) And there's also steeper, deeper, deeper, deeper. Ah. (laughs) cheaper.
2: Oh, I, I, that's, that's one that I took for myself. (laughs) Okay. That one's on the skiff already. (laughs) Uh, I did get a chance to meet up with one of our listeners. Okay. Yes. A Mr. Jim Siemens yes uh, like the company not like oh. the sailor um, and oh. <laughs> he has his own card specific to him cuz i you know we were meeting up and i had we had gotten connected through social media and i said hey i'm coming to the area <laughs> like cool. let's grab a beer it's the middle of the winter like you know i don't think we're going to get a chance to wait
0: finish. a second he sent us um
2: he sent yeah. us beer a while He sent ago. us beer
0: a while back. He's <laughs> the guy cool. with the really good uh handwriting that I yes. fucked with and and uh-huh. told him I wasn't sent or he included the uh self addressed stamped envelope. Yes. Uh, okay, this is all coming full circle. Okay, cool. <laughs> That's
2: cool. cool. Yeah. So he is a, a very cool dude. He had some we had some good conversation, you know, just, <laughs> just catching up, getting to know each other. Um <laughs> it was funny. He... He made sure to ask if he had passed the uh, assessment. Right. And uh, not that there is an assessment, but he passed it with the blind colors.
0: <laughs> so let me interrupt. The, sure. the, I mean, the I'm going to do, is... do my best to describe this card. <laughs> All right. This is, you know, standard business card size. It's a business card, right? Uh, on the left third is a trout rising to eat a fly. And uh, we have Jim Siemens. Cheap beer connoisseur, fly fishing partner, and raft rower. He's with the Department of Having a Good Time. You have his phone number. And he's in Bend, Oregon. And wherever I'm standing, wade or float, there will be cold beer. I'll fish for anything that eats a fly. Fucking outrageously fucking awesome idea. I... Oh, I'm Jim. Let me get you my card. Yeah, <laughs> that's um, fucking awesome. Just
2: well, here to have a good time. Yeah, it's like I asked for his number and he's like, "Hold on, I
0: stand by. I have, I have a card." card.
2: <laughs> and I, I, yeah, if if you're out there and you're in Oregon and you know you get the, the chance to know Jim and shoot him a text, or you know, if, uh, uh, I am oh, good guy to meet up. With. The
0: uh, that card is like. Can amount to if if you've only listened to the podcast and never visited taylortrash.com, dot com, you have to go to the website and go to our bios. Mm-hmm. That is very close in spirit to our bios. Yes. Um so that's that's excellent. Fucking ten out of ten.
2: hundred percent. Yeah,
0: fucking I'm ready to go back out to bend with you just to fucking hang out with you. Right. Like, holy shit. Yes, you passed.
2: Yeah. And and so the, the bar that he suggested was a place called the Cellar. And okay. I was thinking, like, you know, we'll see. He's like, do you like English style beers? I was like, yeah. I mean, we'll see if they have, you know, actual English. Sure as shit, they had actual Oof. English all ales. Did you have colors. like Boddington's? No, these were craft beer oh, uh- made in Oregon. English style, like oh. no IPAs, no hoppy. Okay, so it wasn't Red English Iles.
0: beer, it was English style English beer. Style. Wow, okay. And it
2: tasted so good. So. <laughs> and they had meat pies, like the, it yeah. was it was oh. like you took a pub That's cool. and threw it in the basement in a shop in Bend, Oregon.
0: No way. All right, digging it. You get it. a chance at the cellar
2: right in downtown Bend, highly recommend it. Jim, I'm sorry if I blow up your spot because it's not very big.
4: The uh have you ever had a bumblebee?
0: Yes. I dig a bumblebee. Yep. I've also heard them called yellow jackets too. I uh, had yes. Yep.
5: Um
2: and I also oh, that's cool. wanted to make note of the stickers, right? So a number of places I tried to get stickers and you know some some were cooler than others and the one weird thing was, was I, I mean, I, I guess I'm just used to getting free stickers from the show. Right. Fucking A. Some of these sticker prices are insane. Oh,
3: yes. Um, They're getting really like crazy prices, like almost Enrico Pleglisi.
4: Like a for $9 brushes. hitter.
2: For like the for little, it. the little yeah. stickers, not this one, cause this one's good, uh, Size this size four and five dollars. No,
0: shit. yeah, yeah. Wow,
2: and I didn't realize it until because they bunch. don't they never put prices on the back of them, right? I just grab a hand, you just go up and you go got a hundred dollar. Yeah, 75 dollars. Yeah.
3: Like, I have 20 stickers. Wow, <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. It's so the price wow. of EP is going up.
0: So, uh, I was Winner. talking to uh, yeah. Jonathan up at uh, the fly box, yeah. This morning, and uh, the good news out of the fly box is he now has been getting stickers made nice at Rebel Reprints. Hell yeah! All right, so I don't know if he's got any new style of stickers yet, but uh, don't matter, yeah, I'll be snagging some. Can't wait to see what he's got because we know they're gonna be though. high quality. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pay, pay for them, Mark.
2: <laughs> um, And so the.
0: The The Metulus. Is that how you say it? The Metulus? Metolius. Metolius.
3: Yeah, I picked that one for Emma. Trout stream, by the way. But I'm like, I'm really digging this.
2: So this, (laughs) I know for a fact one of our listeners knows what this is. This is an animal that is not known to most people. That's a snowboarding That's company really yeah
0: very cool logo that was a free yeah. one
2: so there was one shop that I bought a couple stickers from and the girl was like hey we have this giant box of stickers that you know our vendors send us do you want some of these like I'll just give them to you for free <laughs> you're like yeah like, give me that box there's yeah, a right. wild bear shit them. in the woods dear. <laughs> I said yes ma'am same answer um, but this little gentleman
0: is the hoodoo nope hold on let me, I gotta All see right. him closer so this animal.
4: All right.
2: I know one listener in Wisconsin mm-hmm. knows exactly what A that hoedag? animal is.
0: Oh, the whole hodag! So
2: one of those, one of those is headed your way there, daddy of doggies.
0: Nice. A hodag. Okay, let me ask: Is this double
3: O? H double O? No, single O.
0: Is this? Web address hoodoo.com. Is this like for the hoodoo gurus?
2: No, it's for the ski resort.
0: Okay, there's a band, um, the Hoodoo Gurus, and they talk about that animal in like one of their songs. Really? Yeah.
2: Well, a hoodoo is a geological formation. Oh, yeah, he showed me that while I was up there. Oh, all right. The mountain I grew up skiing on is
0: hoodoo. Nice. Hoodoo. Who do you know that skis?
2: Not very many Floridians. I
4: used to twin stick. Now I'm a snowboard guy.
3: Shredding.
4: Oh, that's cool.
3: I'm going to go up on the slopes with my wakeboard.
4: I like that one. Same concept, I right? Did Wyatt sure. show you what I sent him the other day, Larry? Um, No, not that I'm aware of. I have procured it from my father.
3: Yeah, Wisconsin. It has
4: been hidden for quite some time. It is called a snow skate. Huh. And it is a fun little contraption that will try to murder you.
2: A snow skate? Yeah, I've seen
4: that. Oh, wow. Okay. There's a skateboard with a ski on the bottom. How does that work? Wow. You.
2: you have snowboard boots that have enough grip on the bottom, and you ride... It no, 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 I, no, I mean, no. You like, just
4: use it like a shit. There's no bindings, there's no boots. No, I know, you, you just, just like, jump on it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. How does it not... You carve, like, a... Go into the snow and just, like...
4: It, well, you're hoping it's packed enough.
3: Uh, I don't know a thing about snow skiing. No, so...
2: <laughs> basically, if you're running down a groomed trail, mm-hmm. you're riding on the edges... So it's like surfing in that sense where the edge of the board is doing all the work. And so it would be the same thing for that. You just don't have the security like a normal snowboard of bindings to hold it to your feet. all uh, right. So I that's, assume... that's actually closer to how snowboarding started.
0: Started, yeah. right. Because yes. it
2: was snow surfing originally. It was ba- okay. They looked like cut-down surfboards.
4: I remember probably 15 years ago I tried to ride that, <laughs> and... Absolutely busted my ass. I'm a little more coordinated now. I'm not going to say I'm super coordinated, but I told Wyatt that if we get the snow, I'm going to try to use it. And he was, I was like, and then it's yours because I'm done with it. Right. And he's like, dude, next winter, if we get snow, we're, we're doing it. I was like, all right. Cool. Heck
3: yeah. So. I mean, you just done it on a unicycles no speaking skinny. of unicycles, wait a second! <laughs> oh, <God>. oh. <laughs> wait a minute! <laughs> oh, sorry. Go Spe- ahead, Ben. Well,
4: speaking of losers, <laughs> we um, we were were we walking to River Deck? Yeah, I think. Yeah, so. we were. We, we had a part over in the community park, and when we were walking.
0: Yeah, we were searching for a parking space. It was surprisingly busy, but it's it's snowbird season, so yeah. you know it's like normal. Um, we had pulled up from my house, and we were like waiting to make a a, a left onto Canal, and lo and behold, we saw a cross country unicycler. Yeah, like big 36-inch wheel with, like... Saddle bags. Saddle bags. Like someone that was doing a cross-country yeah, trip. Like, like, you know, like how you see the... This. Which we actually saw three uh, Asian fellas... We sure as shit did. In the, th- ...that were doing, like, a, a, a cross-country road trip camping on their bicycles... Yes. ...out in the middle of nowhere the, uh, on the way back from... uh wow. Sebring. Sebring. The other day, we stopped at like some little country store in the middle of nowhere to eat lunch, and they were in there. And uh, I don't know if you saw it on one of the bikes. There was one really smart guy out of those Mm -hmm. three, and under the saddle on his bike, you know, they had like you know anywhere that they could attach something to hold. You know, like I saw one of them had like a little tent. You know, Mm -hmm. like like a backpack style tent. You know, everything was all super lightweight, but the one guy. Had a little thing hanging on the back of his seat, underneath the seat, and it was a roll of toilet paper contained with. I was like, "That's the smart guy. (laughs) He's got the most. He's the he's the guy that really thought this through. The most important thing to have on this trip. Oh yeah. But would you ever imagine?" That somebody would go cross-country on a unicycle?
4: No.
0: I would. No, I mean, Ben used to dream of it, but <laughs> w- would somebody do it? <laughs> Apparently so. You I see
4: reckon. it, and those unicycles are crazy expensive. Um, they get, like, borderline road bike prices. Um, About half for, price. For half? <laughs> no, it's, you. No. One would think they actually make a geared one that you can shift into a second gear so you're not doing a 1 to 1 ratio and your feet spinning like a madman.
2: Is it got wait, is it, Does it have like how do you shift it? Is, I I don't know. Do I have to do some I was never like a rich Suicide shifter. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> clinch. Um, rear end element I can only imagine you can. The, the level of, of debate oh. that would go on at the bar between traditional unicyclist mm-hmm. and a unicycler with a fucking second gear. They'd be like you are not a fucking unicycle and I can see him trying to explain how you know Well, you just guys haven't evolved with technology right. and you know they, I, what next? A fucking brake? <laughs> they got them. Oh Jesus Christ. How?
4: Um. So it's a lever brake that mounts under the front of the saddle. It's like a paddle. So, um, the, it's the,
0: oh shit, <laughs> looks like you're grabbing your balls so and you're about to die. So, what it, what it is, is what it is, is because
4: Cup the balls, cup the balls. exactly what it looks like. It made me because it's a one-to-one ratio. Like, if you get if you get on too steep a grade, you start hauling ass. Your feet are, like, fixing to, like, fly off. Right. And there's been some accidents. And they had... I don't think it will lock the thing out. Like, you're not... It's not, like, hitting a brake on a bike. But it, like, slows you back down so you can get back in control.
0: I mean, any self-respecting kid from the 80s or early 90s has certainly gone over the handlebars. Oh, oh for sure. No. But, yep. like... If you're a unicycle kid, you've never experienced going over the handlebars. You just get fucking face planted. So, like, because it's possible. It's possible. It's actually kind of like you know a badge of honor that if you go, you know, over the handlebars. you might actually be able to fucking land on your feet and, yeah. like, run out of it. And it's like, you know, so you averted the biggest disaster of your life somehow, 90, some way.
4: 95% of your falls on the unicycle, you walk off. Like, you land on your feet and you walk off. Oh, see, I would, I would think faceplant would be, like, but high on the fucking list. When you start doing dumb shit. It's like, because, like, the way it lands and spills you, you, like, tip forward or backward, and you kind of catch yourself as you go. Okay. But, like, when I was growing up, there's, like, some bicycle trails in Melbourne Village. And so my brother and I started riding unicycles on, like, footpaths. And you'd hit, like, a big tree root, and you would, like, you fell a lot and face planted pretty good. But like on the road.
3: But if you had the big 36 inch tire, you would have rolled over. It
4: just depends. It probably. um, I had the classic 20 inch wheel. Um, Do
2: they make off road unicycles? Yes,
4: they're called munis. um, For mountain unicycles. So they short them to munis. Do they
2: have like shocks and like. Do people take them on like. Yeah. Mountain bike trails? Okay,
4: so. God, this is stupid to tell you this. If you look up Chris Holm on your phone.
2: Are you suggesting that I do that right now?
4: Yes. Just so you can get down a YouTube rabbit hole. This guy in California who takes him on like the Redwood Trails where you're like hauling ass and going off like the Plank Bridge jump right. and stuff. and
0: I mean, I don't know so much now that you know, like the one wheel is out there. I was
3: gonna say like it's the, just
0: you know a unicycle. Your your center of gravity is so much higher, yeah. correct? But you know, and you look so much gayer. Yes. But like with with <laughs> with the one wheel, it's like more like surfy, carvey. Yeah. You know. Um, I'm still voting. You know,
4: it, it'll never be cool, right? Like as someone who th- like spent a lot of his teenage years. Doing said thing. Let me see that reel.
0: I, um, <laughs> it's been killing me. Doing I, said thing and What happened to the it? fucking... I have no idea. I hope it's just that got loose. Right.
3: I think we've all tried to tighten it. I think it may be like an Allen key or something. Hopefully... Up it, on the inside.
0: All right. Well, hopefully I didn't drop it some, at some point and fuck this reel up.
4: Did I spell that right? All Was that your... Air metal guy. Your, your gift... I'll find it and send you some links.
0: Let's see if I take this spool off if we can see what we need to see. Um, so the guy has a YouTube channel and everything, huh?
3: And it's called Muni? Well. That's what
2: the mountain unicycle okay. is called. We got way off
4: topic.
0: Yeah, we did. There we go. Chris Holmes' unicycle. <laughs> Dude, I'm really like bumming all of a sudden. These are from
4: like this is like so circa two thousand
0: seven YouTube videos. It's
2: um, not any worse than any other Look, real brand we know
0: of. <laughs> it's a it's a, it's a <laughs> it's knockoff cycler. <laughs> look it's, at it wobble.
3: It's wobble,
0: <laughs> Fuck.
3: Don't throw it. It's
0: probably how you did it in the first place. I don't I don't know how oh, it's a,
2: That's like the
0: least important part. How would you fucking wind it back on? So,
4: should you choose to indulge that YouTube rabbit hole? Oh
0: yeah, how?
4: It'll be know? in the show notes. Yes.
2: Sorry, it should have known his name Chris was spelled with a well, K. Well, I had
4: to. Yeah, I had to. I typed it wrong and it came up with the K. Oh. Um, I think it's from Vancouver, which explains some things. Um, so back to show notes and real topics. Um Baggio <laughs> has What is that? <laughs> it's a, Oh Bajijo. It's the Sunglass Hut okay.
0: company. Bajijo. Alright, um, so in all seriousness, no, we've yes. we've given them yep. we've given them um Kudos. Well we've given I'm them shit. Them a ton of oh, shit. okay, yes. But but we're gonna go ahead and switch, switch gears, gears and actually give them kudos because we're equal opportunity. If you fuck up, we're going to call you out. If you do something good, we're going to fucking compliment you. Yes. So this week on social medias, we saw that uh, the Bejiho, um sunglasses is now got like a little series of coffee cups that uh, – You can buy, and when you buy those coffee cups, I believe $10 um, from the purchase of said cup is going to actually be a donation to Marine Discovery Center, which we're like, hey, wow, that's a good place to donate to. We've heard of that place before, Mm -hmm. Um, and that's fantastic. We hope that that's something that continues to trend in that direction as far as their support for it, because... You know, the Banjo um, brand does have as part of their, you know, what would you say, their mission statement or their whatever, um, you know, they're a conservation yeah. and, you know, active, you know, company and, I think our exception with it is just like, you know, you're based here where, you know, right out your back window is a place that really needs help, needs, right. you know, as much restoration and conservation money as can be thrown at it. And, you know, n- not necessarily, you know, somewhere in the Caribbean. That's, that's, yeah, that's right. a good marketing trip uh, and vacation for some kids. So, w- we see the change. Uh, f- I think it's great for that to be happening. Keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we'll see them participate in the Dingy yeah. Derby next year. Yeah. You know, if, if only, you know, to donate something to the raffle. Uh, mm-hmm. If they wanted to be more involved, there's probably room for them to be more involved. We'll see. Um, time will tell. Um I actually saw that post uh, as a repost share to, uh, by, by Marine Discovery Center, uh, acknowledging that you know, they, they were partnering you know, to support yeah. Marine Discovery Center, which was fantastic. Um, so uh, anything that helps Marine Discovery Center, we're willing to talk about yeah, and, sure. and compliment. So um, there you go. Don't say that we Smart. always shit on people. We'll, we'll, we'll call you out when you do some good, There's too. A screwdriver in that drawer. Kind what of kind of screwdriver? Slotted. On the inside. Okay, so it was just loose? Oh, you <laughs> tightened up the old man in the boat, did you? Oh,
4: koozies. Wrong drawer.
0: All yeah. the way at the end down there. Uh, Mark's real repair. Yes. So, uh, anybody else have anything uh, about the baño? Nope. No, they're just glad to see it. Yeah, same yeah. here. Same here. Um, it's, it's something. Yeah. Um, and, and and let's throw it out there as a casual reminder. Um, when we're talking about our beloved Mosquito Lagoon that sucks and mm-hmm. make sure you tell your friends, um, don't gloss over the fact that uh, it's still imperiled. It's still in really sad shape. It's a shell of what it once was. Don't see a little bit of grass and talk about how lush it is and yeah you know, how wonderful it is. Like, call it for real. It still needs a lot of fucking help. It's in a bad yeah. way. I mean, Mosquito Lagoon was known as the redfish capital of the world mm-hmm. because of the proliferation of the the tales that would happen every morning and every evening. And You know, that doesn't happen anymore because there's no grass that they need to tail and get down through. I mean, will you see a tailing redfish occasionally sometimes? But their behavior's completely changed. Um, It's a completely different fishery than what it was. Um, So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, You know, and like we were talking about earlier, you know, they're supposedly, um, you know, Ronnie DeSantis, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, did that uh, funding uh, grandstanding earlier this week. And, you know, when they say Indian River Lagoon, I don't know if that means that we got funding all the way up here or we're funding a bunch more, you know, septic sewer that really doesn't fix anything. It just prevents future runoff into the lagoon. We've got to clean it up. And we're on record, the way that it gets cleaned. The most cost effective way to get it cleaned, and there's documentation of it, is the salt marsh is the most effective cleaning mechanism, dollar for dollar, not Larry's opinion, right? Scientifically like studies from NOAA, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. And uh, there's plenty of documentation about to the dollar, how, how that works versus anything man can do. So soapbox put away, segue coming. Mm-hmm. It is time for the Skiff News, News Network. Network portion of the show. Oh, wow. Has anyone else noticed the teaser from East Cape.
4: Yes. It Dinner showed site. up as a sponsored ad on my
0: feed. It says and it's a hole in the market. It's a uh, it's a, it's a photo on Instagram from East Cape boats. And it's got the East Cape logo, which is taking on more of an offshore boat profile. It like looks, a T-top, like it almost looks like a cigarette boat.
2: Or a catamaran.
0: Or a cat. And uh the background is, like, dark on the edges, and it comes to a focus uh, in the middle that you can tell it's carbon fiber. And it says, it's rocket science with a big C. And I would say that probably stands for C, as in carbon, right? And then it has catch our drift, dot, dot, dot. Boat? And it says, something fresh and new coming to a segment that has been stale and stagnant. Mm, You know, stale and stagnant are the same. So, you know, faux pas there for grammar. But then it says, here we come. The hashtags are very interesting.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Have you seen this? No, one redefining I've the two-stroke. This, uh, this one was a sponsored ad before that one.
0: First. Okay, I see. I missed that one. I must not, you know, for yeah. for whatever reason. I didn't get it as a sponsored ad. I actually follow East Cape mm-hmm. because East Cape was generous and and you know supported our and sure our efforts mm-hmm. to support I, Marine Discovery Center.
2: I follow them too. I just saw it as a sponsored <laughs> ad. Okay, uh, yeah. And I just want to make
3: that clear. Okay, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Just. just...
0: <laughs> so the the it says uh something fresh and new coming to a segment that has been stale and stagnant. Here we come. Hashtag freshwater fishing, hashtag tailwater junkie, saltwater fishing, flats fishing, hashtag trout fishing, yeah. snook fishing, hashtag high sticking. Hashtag tarpon. Hashtag nymphing. (laughs) Exactly. Kinky. (laughs) And then flats boat and skiff. Poling skiff. Drift boat. Hashtag drift boat. Hashtag headwaters. I immediately saw, oh, catch our drift. We're building a drift Drift boat. boat. There's a drift boat coming. Mm -hmm. So I was like, very, very Interesting um i've seen a carbon drift boat before uh-huh super sexy mm-hmm. um but it was a personal yeah. passion project fucking gorgeous nonetheless yep. i mean immaculate mm. so it's not new to drift boats and and i i want to say that uh was it High Country?
4: I believe it's High Country.
0: Uh, I think they use carbon in their builds, mm-hmm. but I don't know that for sure. Um, I do know that uh, they recently, in like probably the last 12 months, um, start, started doing vacuum infusing on their boats mm-hmm. because uh, Wilds, uh, Drake from Drake Boat Works, uh, after he built his carbon drift boat, they had reached out to him and seen pictures of it or whatever. And we're just talking to him about the process that he uses for his carbon builds. And when he was talking about, you know, the vacuum infusing, they had said that they had, you know, started trying to do some vacuum bagging and, you know, weren't being as success as successful as they wanted. So on one of his trips up that way, he actually went and like, kind of like helped him out, showed Mm him, showed him the ropes, you know, was generous dude. And, you know, get more with honey than vinegar, right? So yeah, <clears throat> help a brother out. Well, lo and behold, like I see this, I'm like, uh, you know, it, it's marketing. So it's meant to catch your eye. Right. Uh, I don't know that it's, you know, they're not certainly not first to market, but it's. It, I was intrigued. And I will say this about East Cape shit they're what 15 16 17 years into it yeah mm-hmm. um they they're one of the few active builders that really have brought their own designs to market mm-hmm. um you know it started on a napkin kind of you know deal and you know they built a plug they built the boat and they built the second model and you know it's like it's a true American, you know, success story. Yeah. Sure. Um, I mentioned the fact uh, that Kevin had, you know, was one of those few that are out there uh, when I did the beer with with uh, mm-hmm. Tim Williams from Razorfish because, you know, same thing with Razorfish. It's a uh, one guy with a dream, made it happen, and is pursuing his dream mm-hmm. and doing doing good things with it. So, I was like. If we're going to talk about this, let's not fucking speculate. Yeah. Let's actually see if we can get Kevin to talk about it. So I reached out to Kevin. Let me switch over from notes to text. Boom, there it is. And I reached out and said, Hey... What's going on with, uh, what did I say? I said, we'll be commenting, speculating, and contrasting the idea of an East Cape, East Cape drift boat on the next episode we're recording you have a statement specifications timeline or comments you would like to share please send them over and then told him that you know i'll personally be near a tailwater in february if you want somebody to uh <laughs> give her the old trickety try um and uh he offered to call in i said no nah, we don't do that kind of thing but we'll you know i'll have you in for a, a beer with at some point um and he asked, any questions you'd like to ask? Um, I said, uh, you know, if you can just address how you identified the need, um, if your design is an innovation, and in what way do you see improving a day on the river, and if uh, you've seen others using carbon in their designs, and, and if that was the inspiration. Um he said thanks for reaching out on the drift all caps that's going to be the name of it the model's going to be the east cape drift which i think is a cool fucking name for a drift boat pretty simplistic Mm -hmm. but at the same time catchy yep um he says uh much like you uh, I'm in love with the mountains and uh, I've teamed up with some cool people like us that love to fish and kept mentioning us or mentioning to us about going to that, going that route. Uh, and then he says, give me a little bit. I'm at, you know, at the shop, I'll answer, you know, give you a better answer tomorrow or later tonight. And then, uh, he, uh, cracked a joke and said, if, uh, Beavertail can build a skiff, can can build and start a skiff company uh, in Minnesota than a Florida company can build a drift boat. <laughs> and uh, so we went back and forth a little bit, uh, just, you know, nonsensical stuff. Uh, let's see where it gets back into it. He says uh, they didn't really look hard at any one builder uh, when they started going that route. They just looked at the use and design with missed features that they felt others may may have wanted, um, you know, that aren't available. Epoxy, carbon, Kevlar, and core and different layouts will be offered, uh, keeping to our roots as a good craft at a great price with service for support if need be. And then he says, can't believe we're going on 20 years, by the way. So like from his original thought of building would have been the uh, Gladesman. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess, you know, that popped into his head and started, you know, headed towards, you know, making a boat 20 years ago. That's pretty impressive. Um. And, uh, you know, I said, we're, we're intrigued by, Mm -hmm. by what you're going to put out. And, uh, I said, uh, you know, we wanted to hear details and your thoughts directly from you rather than just speculate. And, uh, he, he said he appreciated it. And then he Mm -hmm. sent me a photo and the photo says, these two say Hello. And I don't know if you guys know these guys or not, but uh, that's Mark Benson, yeah, uh, Mark Benson and Denny Malachy, uh, both of whom have a very rich history of running skiffs out here. They, they both guided out here in Mosquito Lagoon. Both have since kind of uh, moved on in their life. Denny has a home up in uh, North Carolina, Um, Mark has a home in Georgia. I know Mark's done a lot of fishing on the Chattahoochee and like that area of Georgia. Denny, I believe, like probably hits the Davidson and some smaller waters up there. And uh, both are very fishy Mm -hmm. uh, dudes and both very boaty kind of dudes. And if you look really close, you can see they're in a carbon Boat, but they took the picture in a way that we can't right. fucking see much about it other than right. It looks yeah. like yeah, and, and <laughs> you can, but you can see it's uh it's uh definitely a prototype. It's not like finished out, right? Um, or goddamn, I hope it's not. I, you know, it's not, but it's just the hull. I don't think that the
4: yeah, there doesn't the, seem to be
0: decks or anything. There, yeah, there doesn't seem to be a liner or anything. But uh I will tell you with those two behind some of the ideas i'm actually like going okay this is probably going to be pretty cool you know um i haven't seen denny in forever man um and denny if you happen to listen to the show i don't know if you do or you don't you look good brother mark uh you're looking too serious which is normal um so then he follows it up and says uh Kevin here says, what East Cape is bringing to market is new in shape.
3: Which hasn't changed in
0: Yeah. Years. <laughs> Features, and there was no influence from other builders that build drift boats. We have a strategy uh, above that others aren't doing and felt we could jump in and add to what we felt was lacking. Being one of the first builders to infuse in the U.S. and still today using this technology and technique differently from others only adds to what will separate us from others in these spaces. This first model is our freshwater segment. In our freshwater segment will be built and laid out in a few different ways to work for those in different areas of the country. So, you know, you'll have like, you know, probably high side, low side, skiffs, yeah. you know. Skiffs, yeah. Um, you know, for like some for tail water, some, you know, higher side for like more free stone, bigger wrap, mm-hmm. I'm assuming. And, uh, S- you know, he just so says...
3: could they do a floating floor?
0: Ooh. Uh.
3: Right, because right, there's... Places you need that.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. if 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 that were in the, like, and you had hard I've sides, seen that in the, that's in not a
3: smaller skiff like the little low siders and
0: right. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um,
3: I have a lot of. Th- questions going through my head right i'm interested yeah because it hasn't changed no it hasn't
0: (laughs) appreciably you know i mean they they all kind of look the same yeah um you know there's a few nuances to to people's Mm -hmm. lines here or there but uh it's gonna be it's gonna be something fun to watch and uh again you know um it's it's an innovation uh it's a a company taking a big chance to cross over into yeah. another space. So uh, Yeah, cuz
3: those those watercraft are
0: I mean, I don't know of hard. any I don't know of any boat builder out there that does drift boats and skiffs, you know. Nope. Not No, not not commercially. Yeah, not yes, that I know so, of. So uh and <sighs> the thing that I, excites me about knowing that kevin is involved is uh i always talk about with drift boats they're like eh, uh, they're not sexy they're they're always the same fucking color it's like right black gray with like a maroon fucking swoosh on the side and it's always the same and like
3: but like a Kevin purple, but a right. but a Kevin like
0: teal fucking green or like fucking neon green a boat drift boat, yeah. You know, like there's gonna be so, like people are gonna be like, fuck, that's an escape, like right, y- right, you yeah. know,
3: yeah.
0: Um, so that's gonna be it's gonna be pretty rad. Um,
3: I'm in, I'm interested.
0: Yeah, me too. Just to- maybe uh, you know, I'll reach out to Kevin and follow up and see if maybe uh there's an opportunity we could do like a field trip and go over to Longwood. And but yeah. who knows, maybe they're building it somewhere else. Maybe they're not building them down here. Maybe they're building them building up them where, up. Yeah. you know, Denny is. I don't know. Um, you know, I thought it was crazy that two, three, nine flies just jumped straight in feet first into uh, opening shop. a fucking yeah. shop up and, you know, oh, we can do this trout thing. We'll just send one of our saltwater guys up there to manage the shop. Right. And then Kevin says, fuck that, hold my beer. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got you. <laughs> I'll, I'll fucking build a boat. How about that? Meet me outside. Mm-hmm. Um, so f- that's what's new in the Skiff News Network. Yeah. Uh, one of our Skiff builders uh, is... Uh,
3: Trying something new.
0: Getting ready to fucking rock the Skiff yeah. world, or the drift boat world, the East Cape Drift.
2: I like it. So I, I like it. I think I'm excited to see it. I think it. it's
0: cool. Um, can't wait to see it. Kudos, kudos to the team over at East Cape for uh, shaking it up.
5: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, the the two guys that they have uh, on the sticks, uh, I think, definitely have enough boat building experience with Denny because Denny is very, very uh, skilled at boat building. Um, Denny has always been known with his skiff skiffs over the years as well as Mark Benson with his skiff that he had a, uh, built by East Cape he had a Cayman um, and when I start describing it you all all go oh shit I remember that Mark had them build a Cayman and he styled it and even had them build a new cowling for an e-tech and the boat looked like an a fifth like it was from the fifties. Hmm. And it had like a a you know, like almost like the captain's chair, like um, you know, the 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 you see like in some of the Drake mm-hmm. um boats. Teak teak chair. Yeah, like a teak chair and it was offset to the left. And it just like, and the cowling on his motor looked like it was like a a, a Johnson from like 1956. It just looked classic. It was like really cool looking. Um, Just aesthetically, you're like, what in the (laughs) fuck is that? That is wild. And it was a brand new fucking Cayman that he just got custom built. And Kevin was like, what do you want? Yep, we can do that. Um, Denny was always known. For having the most shit hot skiffs out there. He had like he he was probably one of the first that like put the offshore teak chair in a in a I think he had a whip ray and his skiff was just immaculate, just beautiful. Um there's actually a a place I fish out here called Denny's Hole. Um, that's how long I mean Denny man, Denny I don't care what day it is Denny can go out there and catch a fish to this day Denny could walk through that door right now and go you want to go out tomorrow morning I mean I know it's going to be really shitty tomorrow it's going to be windy but I, I got a couple places and we would go out and we would fucking catch fish so they got a couple of fishy dudes that have boat experience that have building experience that you know I mean Mark has traveled the freaking world He he's trout fished New Zealand he's trout fished all over the fucking west the US you know so I think they've got a good little team you know set up so never thought I'd be you know tipping (laughs) the cap on a fucking drift boat from East Cape but tip of the cap so far
2: I bet they make two before they make a grabber purple one maybe one
0: yeah
2: or maybe like you know, highlighter orange or something.
0: Got to do it.
3: That'll be it's,
2: good. Look at that coming down the river.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, we shall see. Um, you know, I don't know how hard that market is to break into, but you you would think that uh, just from the standpoint, all I know, you've got, you know, high country. Yep. And they're now, in they're in Boone, right? Um, Somewhere, one hundred percent sure. Somewhere around there. Somewhere around there, um, and then you've got uh, Stealthcraft. Yep. yep. That uh, is up in what Michigan? Yep. Something like that.
3: They're Michigan. And,
0: and got Hyde. But uh, yeah, but starting with Hyde, Roe, Roe Adipose. Yeah, adipose. That's all those are west. all out west. Oh, I didn't realize Boulder boat Works. Yeah, boat. That's, so, the, that's
3: my favorite. Is Boulder.
0: So if you if you buy a drift boat. And you don't go with, you know, high country or um, stealthcraft. Not only are you buying a boat, you're buying a shipping
3: uh, oh, yeah. charge
0: to get your boat down here. So now there's going to be, unless there's others that we've missed, you know, as far as major players, you're going to have another East Coast option. So yeah. just that alone may make a. It, it, easier decision to say i'm gonna get an east cape man that way i don't have to pay 1800 bucks in shipping to get you know my new skiff all the way out here right so or my new drift boat It's so it's hard to go you know to say east coast (laughs) east cape Cape, drift boat boat. yeah Yeah, it's weird so uh all right well uh anybody got any i think that was the end of the the notes that i saw um
3: Y'all are going for Oh, a little housekeeping.
0: little housekeeping. Oh, mm-hmm. um, I think that... Uh, what is it? You're off the first week of February. Correct. So you'll be in North Carolina. You'll be up Boone direction. Um, do we want to try to do the Swanee trip um, when... Betwixt Ben being back after that first week, so like either the second week of uh, February or the third week, but then I leave at the very end of February just for a a real quick weekend trip up with uh, Andrew in uh, Nashville. He and I are going to go to uh, see Colby Acuff jealous and uh east nashville Mm -hmm. yeah i guess either we squeeze it between that or we do it right after you get back well that would put it into march right um so that's why i was thinking you know if we if we kind of commit to doing it in february it gets it not that we're just trying to check the box but it does get it done because you know the further we push it out um you know, it makes it difficult to do what we want to do, do something else. Um, we need to talk about are we going to potentially do the fly fishing film tour this spring? And if so, yeah. we need to really pick a date and fucking mm-hmm. investigate that. Um, we need to pick a date for the Dinghy Derby. Uh, I, I'm saying that we had really good weather this year that november time frame was really perfect um it's at the very end of hurricane season so less likely to get you know a reschedule out of it so and yeah no I, i i i thought about it as i was saying it dumbass but uh and and we're gonna definitely do the uh International international fly fishing film tour as part of the uh, thingy before the, thingy. the dinghy and it'll be it won't be this hey sign up for this and oh by the way now we're also asking you to go buy a ticket for that it's all going to be inclusive wrapped up and you can either not stay and go to the film tour but you're gonna or, it's going to be part of the ticket price yeah. for for that event right. um, so we need to pick a date for that so I can secure that. Date third. with the film tour. First
4: day, weekend in November is the 3rd and 4th, and or Friday the 3rd, September the 4th. Fuck. Okay. Huh? September. You, ignore the September. Saturday is what I was trying to say. Okay. Not September. So September 3rd, or no, fuck. November <laughs> 3rd is
0: a Friday. Okay, so. November 4th is a Saturday. Okay. Do we want to do, I I. We had talked about maybe making it a Saturday-Sunday Saturday, Sunday deal. That way nobody's like excluded because they couldn't sure. get out of work and get over. Yeah. so I'm down for the 4th and 5th. 4th and 5th. Okay, um, let's start a group um, note yep. with those dates, and then we'll come back to talking about the uh, if we're going to do a spring film tour we'll figure out a date and I'll see if it's available and what the cost is and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll start popping off about, you know, what date would work for everybody for Swanee river, Taylor park camp 3.0. Yeah. Um, camp Swanee, camp Swanee river. So, um, everybody, uh, Having a good New Year so far? I'm voting yes. I think it's fucking been fantastic.
2: Yeah. Doesn't feel like it's only been 14 days. I know,
0: it's not it crazy? Feels
2: yeah. like we've been in the New Year for like a month already.
0: Yeah. So uh, But it's been good. All right. Well, uh, I think uh, we're, we're pretty close to wrapping it up. Uh, our only uh, admonition to everyone is uh, don't forget. You can support the podcast in a couple of different ways. You can visit com, go to the store. We've got stickers available. They're not Oregonian prices. They're more reasonable. <laughs> um, there's some apparel that you can choose from. Um, or if you're looking for you know, stuff like uh, boots or hoodies or jackets or shirts or shorts from Grundens. use Taylor 20 to get 20% off. We get a little bit of, uh, a spiff off the backside of that to help us, uh, continue adventuring and bringing you, uh, the shenanigans that follow from that. And I'm going to try something new. Mm -hmm. There's a YouTube channel that, that I enjoy watching and, uh, the guy signs off each of his YouTube uh, episodes with this simple ask. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support Taylor Trash Fly Fishing, we're not asking for much. Send us a dollar. Two dollars. That's it. A dollar or two dollars. Those are the choices. T2 F2 events on Venmo and just in the comment say thanks for the good show and we know that you know we're doing an okay job we'll get a buck or two and for the number of people that listen to our episodes if half of the people that listen to our episodes gave us a buck or two we're going to be able to up the level of shenanigans that we're able to get out and do and probably up the level of entertainment of us coming back and talking about our shenanigans so it's less than a cup of coffee it's a buck or two um so we'll give that a try see if that works um (laughs) i think it'd be funny to see if uh anybody sees value in it and gives a damn because uh, we are listener-supported, and uh, Mark's still looking <laughs> for music, so I'm still talking. Oh. He's, <laughs> he's
2: just
3: scrolling through TikTok. It like
0: yeah, it. I thought
3: like, we were, you know, this was
0: the... I'm like, okay, anytime. I'm, I'm over here begging for money. I mean, you know, you can fly tithe, but we'd rather see that buck or two. Um, and don't forget, the mail barge stops here in the Taylor Park. All right, that's eighty eight. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Almost four hours. Holy yeah. smoke. See ya. Just
5: let me know. you want to go got a lot of nice